0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us. For another episode of and Flies, we have yet another wonderful episode for you this week. We've got a really special one because after, I don't know, I don't even know how many episodes it's been. Thirteen? Fourteen? Roughly? We're in the double digits, I know that. But after all those episodes, we have finally gotten Nick Pollock, the founder of the website that hosts our podcast, and a close dear friend of mine for roughly the past four or five years since I joined the site, Nick is our guest today on Shag and Flies, and it was a whole lot of fun to talk to him, Um, you know, I mean, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably know who Nick is, you know Nick is wonderful, so it was really fun to be able to sit down and chat with him about the history of Pitcher List, how it all started, How uh, his website initially, back when it was Pitcher Gifts, got shut down by MLB, uh, and how he bounced back and built PitcherList up to what it is today, and a whole host of other things. Of course, naturally, there's plenty of music talk in this as well. Nick has a very specific music taste, so we talked a good bit about that, and why he loves baseball and all kinds of things. So. Without any further intro, enjoy our conversation with Nick Pollock.
2: I'm um, not, no. I am. Well, you can see my draft of Zach Gallon that I wrote down oh. all the things from it, that I just never really put together as a proper expose, because I was lazy it's and this, was this back in like end of September 2019, so...
3: Oh, it's a it's yeah, a it's special super happen. secret. Never gonna happen. It. It'll 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 live on yeah. in the ether. It'll it'll yeah. never see the light of day. Sure. That's okay. Anyways, hi. Anyways, I do. I just wanted to thank you for being here for being on the on the podcast. I always uh, I always enjoy talking to you in well, general. My pleasure all the time.
2: entirely. Absolutely. It's I, mean, uh, I, it's, I always mic. You
3: know, it's, it's the sexiest of mics it is, it is the best mic, it it's makes me sound exact, way better than I really am Um, I always I always like to start the podcast if I can uh, buttering the guest bread a little bit Um, and I so I did want to start off by saying it is really, it truly is, it's really wonderful to have you on and get to talk to you I always enjoy, I feel like I feel like Picture List, there's so much going on now with the site. I mean, it's just, it's so big. There are so many employees. There are em- I, employees, I feel like is the wrong word. Because uh, it's <laughs> members, team members. members, team members, writers, yeah. editors. I mean, just so many people yeah, on the team. Lot. And there's just so much going on yep. that I feel like we don't get a chance to just chat much this is true I mean, and, it, it, yeah it's such
2: a fast pace um, yeah and it's just uh, it i is mean really... you're you're
3: running a huge ship that is just like there's a lot Absolutely. going on and like the old days so, i mean mm-hmm. you were there when it was facebook messenger right or, or <laughs> yes like yes i was i yeah, was there when oh. we did our um we did our very one of our first uh legacy league fantasy drafts via facebook messenger back in the right, days yeah. of uh with 2016 um, yeah that was the the days with um the two Maxes. Uh, Max Eddie was part of the staff. Oh,
2: Max Eddie. Max Eddie. Oh, I gotta say, love uh, that dude. I, I don't think anyone can listen to the old podcast we had with him. Max oh, Eddie yeah. was a talent, dude. He, he's, he's great. See, he's such a great person, and he but he really owned it. You know. I, I oh yeah. Every word he said. Such a great host as well. I mean, he, he was he was fantastic.
3: Yeah, he was great. I yeah he but that was I mean back when. It was like, there was like 20 people working for the site and I knew who they all were. And <laughs> we were all in one chat. <laughs>
4: right, right. And then,
3: but, yeah, yeah, actually, so it's funny,
2: because of QB they were like, hey, we should have a Slack. I was like, what's Slack? <laughs> and then, then we, yeah. that started in 2017 and then we transferred yeah. to Discord and the great mm-hmm. Discord migration of
3: 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. The, uh, the our, our pictureless Slack is still up. It's like this abandoned amusement <laughs> oh, yeah, park. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's still there. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's, like it's still up. yeah. It's funny. Can, like, that no, out. it's not. It's not really archived because the reason we left <laughs> Slack is because unless you pay for Slack, they don't archive your stuff. Right. Uh, it's like 10, well, I mean they do, messages. but you can't access it.
2: And between all of us, like we have ten thousand oh messages in like two days. You know. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would have gotten that overwhelming. wronging.
2: Includes all the DMs between people. So. Shout
3: out to <laughs> Discord. Uh, and this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Discord. <laughs> oh, they don't need our help. Oh my. God. No, they don't. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like we we don't get to we don't get to chat much. And you're 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 a good dude. You're you're yeah, fun. I haven't
2: met you in person yet. And actually, it's a good moment to Jeez, say, like, yeah. hey, if you're listening to this, um, List meetup in Brooklyn is going to be in on July 24th. Ooh, uh, Ooh. that's good to keep Ooh. in mind. So if you can okay. come on up, we'll have more details later
3: july 24th um, i rem- july 24? uh, remember that
5: if you're uh, if you're coming from the chicagoland area uh flights flights to new york around that time of year are about a 160 155 round trip i know because i because i looked this morning uh very nice so you know, That's, just this is out this there. is
3: specifically for the <laughs> on, Zach, listeners on, in the Chicago area who want to go to the pitchless meetup, which I'm sure is just many. <laughs> I many, mean, since many, we're
5: ad <laughs> since we're advertising it here, you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, no, but um, but yeah, I've, yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm glad you're able to be here, and we can we yeah. can chat it up. It's fun. Um, but anyways, let's kind of dive into it. We always kind of start talking a little bit about you, the guest hi and I said, I said hey it like 10 times but i keep wanting to say it. i don't know hello again um <laughs> so let's start with where uh you are if i remember correctly you are originally from born and raised in new york new york city oh yeah right
2: I, I'm, I'm a brooklynite can Brooklyn you tell I... from my accent that i am you know completely... it's funny you
3: don't really have no, like i
2: don't have an accent i, I do think you... when i get tired or angry
3: i was gonna say it does it out? come out
2: yeah, I think essentially all the fights I heard when I was younger were from like, <laughs> Brooklynites, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just how you're supposed to fight, right?
3: Yeah, um, yeah. in in a Brooklyn accent. That's great. Um, but yeah, so are you so born and raised in Brooklyn? Yes, all always and forever. Yeah,
2: yep. Park
4: Slope. Wow. Park know. Slope. I, it, Park Slope isn't like.
2: Uh, the typical Brooklyn nowadays is just yuppies with pushing strollers and stuff. I actually have a watermelon that I put inside of a stroller just to fit in, and it's great because you know, I walk around. I feel like I'm a part of a community if I'm hungry of watermelon, so it's just wonderful.
5: <laughs> there was um oh, i'm gonna have to my- take a pause to let that wash over me for a second <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's 100 percent nick true, pollock soak that Once in a week, I buy a down, downtown brooklyn with a watermelon well I, in a it, it,
3: it reminded me of this story i heard um john mulaney tell where he said he would push his he has a tiny dog and he would push his dog in a stroller see down the street in new york city that's it just yeah, and a they were just, okay. just I don't know. I, I don't know why. They just I, the story that he tells is that he was doing that and then he saw Woody Allen and um and Woody Allen's wife, whose name I'm blanking on, wife slash adopted daughter. And oh God. and he said that they made they made eye contact and like he looked at Woody Allen and was like, uh and Woody Allen looked at him and looked at his dog in a stroller and was like uh oh this like and they were both like had this look where, like something's wrong here and then well, and those
5: are two very different types of uh-ohs <laughs> oh, oh for sure for sure for sure yeah, you're just, worried like, about running uh-oh. into woody allen if, in my life is pushing a dog in a stroller i think i'm okay <laughs> size exactly. me up a little bit i guess it depends on what kind of dog like if you had a big old like doberman inside a stroller it'd be a little, i don't in, think little like think
3: a doberman in a stroller Not you could sure try
2: yeah, contrary to my ba- band name i uh, i don't really like pocket dogs
3: whatsoever you know i'm not a little dog guy oh you, you know what I'm, I'm tell about, me like, you, you know what i want to know this is you just started a great segue <laughs> that i never even thought about <laughs> tell up? me about this band i want to know because oh, yeah, yeah, i I'm I'm am vaguely aware of it was but uh, are they gone i
2: feel like oh yeah the band's over yeah um hmm. how long have they been yeah, disbanded
3: I... no pun um intended. I
2: ended in the like around the fall of 2018
3: Okay, yeah, I was gonna say because I remember you were when you were doing shows. Yeah, so it was really fun. so I'm never gonna make it, but <laughs> well, so music is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some jujitsu to kind of like yeah, tie this go. together because music is definitely a big part of your life. Right. Um, it, you know, I feel like a, I feel like a lot of people know you as just like you know a baseball guy because right. of the site <laughs> and everything. You run this. I don't know baseball. why. Also, it's why weird. would
5: anyone get that impression? <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
3: why. I don't know why people think that, but music is music is a huge part of of you and your life and um i I have noted uh that in in a previous podcast, not one of ours but a podcast that you were on, you had noted that you thought you would either be a pitcher uh which you were for Brandeis College or you would play guitar forever and yes. That was yeah. that was so, it. Yeah, so yeah, tell was me about yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was
2: pitching for Brandeis University, mm-hmm. and as I was doing that, I was just starting to like really get into into guitar. I think really my the end of junior year of high school and senior, year, I was like, oh my god, guitar is like whoa, yeah, this is, this is cool, this is the coolest thing ever. But I was still you know pitching and everything, and then by my senior year of college, the uh, the interest was starting to weigh more so in guitar. When I realized like, oh yeah, Nick, you are not going to be pitching for the rest of your life now yeah i so even yeah i went to uh, i left i didn't i graduated brandeis and then got my first job quickly after at guitar center you know most people they leave college and they have like a proper career path ahead of them sometimes you know they have like okay cool i'm an econ minor i'm gonna go and work at that firm or something like that maybe go to grad school to do you know get a uh, proper mba or something like that and do that oh no 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 I, I was a psych major, computer science minor, and then I worked at Guitar Center for
3: eleven months, you know? Like I that mean, was like, that was my life. I was gonna say you're looking at a guy who graduated with a media communications degree and worked at JC in the jewelry department for like after college for like a solid year. Yeah. Before I got my first months, job. Right? Yeah, yeah, something like that.
5: So, um so I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, in, in my parents' house, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean I was living at home
2: until 2012 so a good two years after college or so yeah um but i uh, but yeah i mean it, it's it's always been a part of me there and i had this period um actually uh, i had i had one band that was in for like a, like a couple months or so um that we didn't gig or anything that we were thinking about and we were almost there uh and then we were uh and then i i found a, a female singer really talented on, off of craigslist and we were trying to find like a bassist and drummer we call ourselves Midnight Agenda, um, which took like months to come up with. Nice, going That's... through so many. Now I was how'd trying you, to convince. how did you come up with it? I don't know. It just happened. I, <laughs> uh, I thought it was like witchcraft and stuff. She was like, "No, it's like a booty call, Nick." I'm like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> Midnight
5: Agenda. Now. Uh, that so, sounds, so like, that well, sounds like that sounds like a
3: jazz the... band. That's funny. Hmm.
5: I could see it. So, what what was the other band name that you just referenced? As oh,
2: see, I don't want to actually say that one. I don't know. We actually have like our gigs online and stuff.
5: So I, don't I mean, want, I that's don't know. fine. I, kinda, I, weird, I, close I don't to know. All for a while. That's I Have though. you seen? Have you seen our Omni numbers, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I don't pay attention to it whatsoever. No, that's that's uh, no no no. That's fine. So this other the
3: other band. Yeah. Um So where so kind of where I want to go with this is you know, like I said, music has been uh, a large part of your life enough that you were in a couple bands that you were in one band, uh, the unnamed band. Um,
2: it was really fun where, time.
3: <laughs> yeah, where, where you were getting around. I'm going to get that eventually. Were, I can, I'll tell you who they are later. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Ben Palmer. You do know. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Who yeah, they yeah. Are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ben Palmer knows um, all the secrets. I'm, I'm <laughs> the baby says. here. <laughs> I know all the skeletons in the pitchless closet. Um, but, yeah, when what I first started Do we
4: have we don't... <laughs> <laughs> No, I my know all my the two, skeletons. My
3: two favorite Harry? I mean I don't <laughs> my favorite my favorite yeah, my favorite old pictureless story is why we were the pictureless Redacted. on Twitter.
2: Oh, well, that's yeah, that's a <laughs> That's fun one of my
3: one. favorites. That's I, I, one of my favorites.
2: I mean, I'm trying to think like what else there is. Oh, I don't think
3: there're there's but there could really I mean I,
2: skeletons I I, in the I closet. do remember, no. I think. I know this is completely tangent to tangent, but that's a good no, conversation right. to me. Is um I don't know if you remember I one of our earliest um, prospect writers, uh, Nick Garden uh, Gardner. Yeah, Gardner. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, I, I want to make sure I get Gardener. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gardner. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember Andrew Todd Smith was your the other batter's box writer. Yes. He was. It was his pick in the draft. Um, and <laughs> he's he was a waiter or <laughs> server at, at, a at a bar, and it was like a he's busy a like yeah. Saturday or something. You know, he's doing that stuff, and we're waiting for for a while for like to get this pick and we're like we do not care about your job andrew we need a pick now
3: yeah but we yeah. couldn't
2: reach him so what nick did was he called him and he's in germany mind you he, calls, <laughs> he was living in berlin yeah yeah. He, he calls this place and acts as if he's an old man taking interest in andrew like and he recorded the message and sent yeah. it to us <laughs> like asking for like his yeah. number and everything like being like you know inappropriate yeah but it got it very much essentially it it was at a point where then the waitress went up to andrew so like some old guy was asking about you and andrew put two and two together and i was like it must be my (laughs) pick okay all
3: right i'll I'll make a pick now oh man yeah i was in a i was in a dynasty league with nick up until like literally last year oh wow he uh he dropped out because he he just didn't have time for it but he got me into that dynasty league and then i he dropped out of it
2: (laughs) you know why there's you know why he left the site right No, I don't actually. There can only be one Nick.
3: I mean, oh yes, there can only be one Nick. We've had (laughs) many have tried. (laughs) Well, he was was a great. He was Nick with just a C. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) there. And he was just Nick with a C, though, right? He didn't do a K uh, at the end. You might be right. (laughs) So different then. That's like um.
5: That's like the C. That's like that's got some like I don't know. It's you know I always think like Nick Batum. It sounds like French to me.
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's like Luke it's
5: plays. it's oh, it's it's yeah. different. I, mean, I want to say that's... it with like a little inflection, technique. Like,
3: that was like I found. Uh, there was this guy I knew, and his name was Ben. And so I just, you know, I always knew him as Ben. And then I found out his full name was Benton. And I was like, "You huh. traitor!" Yeah, get bent. <laughs> like, I just thought you were Benjamin this whole time. We, I was like, fellow Benjamin. <laughs> Here I find out your name's Benton. Mm. First of all, go by Benton. That's a pretty (laughs) cool name. Yeah, that's a pretty good name. Yeah. And uh, oh, I felt I felt betrayed. I felt. I would
2: understand that. You know, Ben.
5: (laughs) People. I was at Starbucks about like a month or two ago, um, and it was the first time I'd been to the Starbucks here in Chicago for like you know a year and a half since the pandemic started and all that. And so I go up and I order. Says the what. um, is a there's pandemic a, there's a a, 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 a pandemic no <laughs> Zach's telling a story I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry continue uh no shoot so, uh, so so I go to the Starbucks and I order an ice americano and mm. the um woman who's taking my order and I think she must have been like in her early 20s like probably University of Chicago student um she asks for my name and I say Zach and she asked me like, like ZAC or ZACK and I'm like, <laughs> like, oh. and you guys can neither? see my name spelled it is. I'm like, yeah, I kind of swallow my words. I'm like, actually, neither. But I think I said it in a way that came out as like kind of, you know, like mean or aggressive. Like, know oh, neither, actually, which is obviously not what I meant at all. Right. I was just how like flustered, but that's that must be how it came out because I watched her. I ordered an iced americano, mind you. So I watched her like. Just put in make a full tall hot boiling hot Americano in a tall plastic cup and then just like dump three ice cubes in it <laughs> and then and then hand it to me. And I'm like, what am I gonna say? I'm just thank thank you. Well here, Zach. <laughs> yes yeah, that's what you should say like Zatchel. well because then she didn't even ask me like if i i said neither and then i'd never even got to clarify
2: that it was so she like, just wrote was, neither on the cup <laughs> i don't know
5: i didn't look because i took one oh sip and it was God. gross and i threw it out <laughs> oh that, that's oh. when you said like
2: excuse me <laughs> Like,
5: Except I was like, I you know I was I'm criminally shy and in, in I was about to say I I, I don't, don't think like you know
3: who English. you're talking to Nick. <laughs> it, that... <laughs> it, it,
5: it,
2: well, I will say this: like I actually I understand that completely. More so when it's more of a personal level between like friends or something <laughs> like that. But this is like Starbucks. Right, like right. that's a corporate entity. This person's job isn't at risk. You saying this kind of thing, like it's not going to come out of their paycheck. It's going to come out of I know,
5: Seattle. I you know. know, but that's like requires that? confrontation, Nick. and you have to Word. if you have to catch me in a certain mood to get my mm. confrontational side. You deserve it,
3: Zash. This is very New York of you, Nick. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey,
5: fix hey, my hey, she I'm messed up your like, like, coffee. Come on, <laughs> there's no
2: reason that you got to take that, Zach. Right, 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 Zach. I'm sorry, I just have to do that now. For the rest, like, do you have like a D and D character named Zatchel? Because that's a pretty dope name.
5: Oh no, I I do. Zatchel would be but... a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, you really really. Zatchel sure. would be good. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so, with, so, circling so, back my, to my music, band, yes. Pocket Dogs and everything, we're touring for uh, touring. We're gigging for like three three years. Uh, it was really fun. It was just friends of mine. I essentially had all these songs that I had written the year before. Pitcher gifts. Because uh, I'm a project-oriented person, I had a, a job that I worked at home, and you know I had more free time than I normally had before. So I decided to make a to write a song every weekday of the year. I uh, and they're all you know mostly terrible, but there's some really good ones. A lot of fun ideas with it, and that essentially was able to go to my friends, and be like, "Hey guys, like, oh, you play drums, and you two both play guitar. One of you will play bass and sing, and that's gonna be great." And then I was just like, "Hey, I have songs I've written. Let's just try this stuff." Yeah, and yeah, we we wrote like ten to fifteen songs. It was really fun. Did
3: you ever put together like a an album? And I everything? wanted to, or?
2: but we never could. We never do it. I mean, mm. I, at one point in my life, I feel like at some point down the road, I will be like, "Okay, these are the best ones. We're gonna have. I'm gonna have a double sided. Half of it's gonna just be acoustic things, and the other half is gonna actually be like you
3: know rock songs." What I, that. you know, what this? I'm not sure of 100% what genre would you say your band was Um, because I know you have a pretty specific taste in music I'm wondering yeah, if your band was I, I would say line. it's like
2: hard rock slash like alt progressive metal I don't know <laughs> I mean, progressive so, metal sounds like it's to be more virtuoso and stuff like
3: that. And it's not. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, progressive metal, it sounds like you're really, really, really good at guitar. Yeah, but no, like, it's, it has yeah. progressive you might not stuff be. in yeah. there, but it's, yeah, I it's get like you. it's hard rock. Yeah, I get you. Um, so so actually, speaking of your, your music taste, because I thought about this today, you do have a pretty, like, when I when I first found out you liked metal, I was like, oh, cool. Like, And then I found out there's like a lot of metal you don't like. Yeah. There's a pretty specific yeah niche of metal that you're really into. So I'm curious two-parter. One, yeah. could you kind of explain what sure. type of metal you're specifically into? And the second thing, what is it about that genre that that really speaks to you? Because I feel like for me personally, yeah, if I was like really into one single genre and like that was kind of like I was just kinda like getting that juice over and over again. I feel like it would get a little stale after a while. Um well, I say that and I, I listen to like you know a thousand hours of beatles music every year so never mind that's it's stupid not, it wouldn't get stale they're varied though you listen to helter skeleton all of a sudden listen yeah to, uh, i want to yeah. your hand and that's not right right but styles. so i guess yeah what is it about that specific genre that really speaks to you as opposed to say the rest of like sure. heavy metal because i mean metal's got a bajillion subgenres so just so. so
2: we're on the same page here it does not mean that all i do is listen to like the same exact style just right right all yes. the thing all the time you know there's there's a side of me that really really loves like Porcupine Tree, which is progressive rock Ooh, with yeah. some kind of uh, the touch of like industrial electronic in there a little. Yeah, but then great actual, choice like progressive metal in there too, right? Um, there's uh, and then there's sometimes I was literally right before this listening to um, uh, oh, what was what was the name of it? Uh, it's Home and oh, come on, what is it? Before the night, so we're finally landing. It's just like this, um, '80s wave thing but it just came out i don't know it's mm. it's everything with and then you know what i mean okay i can just yeah, do that yeah, yeah. And could, you know that, that you. kind of genre of music i'm like that's good <laughs> that's yeah, good yeah, yeah. Beat. and it keeps it flowing i uh, i'll say this the metal i don't like which unfortunately is a lot of it is super fast so i hate blast beats I hate that stuff i can't latch on to it you know yeah. I, I want I, I still have pop sensibilities yeah. i like catchy things shocking more at 11 You know, why to me, it's like, why would I eat, you know, uh, like music can be like glorious, amazing food that is terrible for you. But wait, hold on a second. I actually don't get the repercussions of listening to this stuff. Or I can listen. I can eat like the super healthy, you know, that is like you don't actually enjoy eating, but you feel like it's better for you. Well, I don't need to eat that. My body can. There's no difference. I can just enjoy the catchy things, you know, and so there's a lot of metal that's like okay yeah the blast beats no way you have like the screams and the like why and the the super growls and everything it's like why are you taking this beautiful opportunity for melody and and expression and just removing it and, and creating this uh, I don't know this is uh, a atrocity essentially to me it's like so like not necessary whatsoever the only exception really. Uh, that I've come across is Opeth, which is just too good musically. <laughs> it's just too good that I am like, all right. I've I conditioned myself over time to embrace. I'm I'm
3: thing. guessing you like modern Opeth more than their older. Absolutely
2: stuff. not. Really, I'm talking, I'm talking like Blackwater the Park, Blackwater and Park, goes of really? oh. oh, yeah, and like um, I'm surprised. That's the stuff that I got into. Watership. They're like ones. adult
3: contemporary
2: now. <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't, I don't Basically. dig their new stuff. It doesn't have the no, same
2: bite. Like it, was, guy, it no. was, it was, oh, it, it it crunched right. It was, it had like a hit and slapped so well before, and now mm-hmm. it's just missing that element. It's I'm, just kind of boring to me now. Uh, I'm but-
5: still wrapping my head th- around slash working through. Your, your healthy eating analogy there um, <laughs> i think i get though, it but no right? I, it does it does and i, I agree with you because i remember thinking kind of similar things like trying to listen to like not even trying to get into like death metal and stuff like that but i remember listening to some of it like death metal black metal a lot of this stuff just to kind of like check it out and see what was up and i remember thinking to myself like it's with especially with i think it was um I remember listening to The Cannibal Corpse or something like that when well, I was Yeah, okay, it, Cannibal Corpse kind of yes, sucks. And, but I was like thinking listening to them and I was thinking about it, and I'm like man, like the technical skill involved in playing this music is incredibly high. Right. Yeah. Like I like not to like to hate without hating. I'm just like why would you not choose to like Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, well that's it's the thing is like, like musicality little, Musicality is really but it's, cool, but you have to still
2: admit
3: emotion. Right. That's and, what I was going to say. It's like but this is my problem with uh, someone like Yngwie Malmsteen. Yeah, I think Ingvy sure. Malmstein is an incredible guitarist. I think yeah, but listening I to hear this, him play yeah. Yeah. is like watching somebody do complex math calculations in their head. It's now, technically there is, impressive. There one song there is i'm a viking which is a sick
2: riff Dun, da, da, da. Oh, it's a really yeah good, i think i know that's that song. A, i love that riff um but a good example to me of someone that mixes it well which is very uh, like cookie cutter but um is john petrucci and like you listen to under a glass yeah. moon that solo yeah and that is like yeah he's playing fast he's doing all these crazy tricks but it it is such a good feeling like it carries yeah. you on it and you can follow it along and it hits all the beats right and like it, it, he knows how to actually write a solo that is that is I don't know is in tune with what you want, you know? Uh, yeah. So for me, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So for me, when it comes to metal, it's about sure I like certain elements that not everyone likes, which is I really I love huge sounding guitars and not not necessarily fast, but like I want to hear like a good chunky tone and then like you know rips through. Uh, then I want drums that are big and like pounding away. You know that are actually um, emphasizing, and they know how to actually emphasize mm-hmm. the, the rhythm and the and the, and the riff being played. And I want good, clean vocals that actually amplify it. Now, some grit to that is good. You know, like the Chris Cornell kind of stuff. I, I absolutely love Miles Kennedy's one of my favorite guys now. Not as He's gritty, got but Devin Townsend can go from operatic to actually, in some ways, a scream, but it's a scream that works because you actually feel the emotion and in the in the drive of it and it's not, it's only in specific moments. Actually, when on Al Melchior's podcast You and Me and an Album talking about Devin Townsend that just came out over the weekend and it's amazing. Oh, very Listen nice. Listen to that, Accelerated Evolution.
4: But yeah, that, <sighs> that, that's great podcast. a good
2: for me. I love progressive stuff that makes you kind of, it's unexpected, but still fits and, like, and it weaves well and it's actual like songwriting. <laughs> um, but you know, I, there's a lot so, of like stuff that's just kind of boring to me. It doesn't do anything. I get it. Like, I, I don't it, want I get to it. be here.
3: I will, oh, since sorry, we I, have I, spent I, I, a lot of time slandering the heavier side of metal, I would like <laughs> to say, to speak in defense of it, because I am a huge fan of black metal, death metal, all of those sludge. I mean, all of those different, doom metal, all those different genre, subgenres of metal. And I will say, I used to... Um, hate the screaming. I I used to, or not screaming the the vocalizations. And I want to. Before I say this, I want to preface this by saying music is a, a language, and everybody speaks different musical languages. Right. Why we some like of them? Music we like right, Is weird. Some of them work for some people. Some of them don't work for other people, and that's totally fine. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to proselytize and convert you into the welcome to you know. The Church of Black Metal or something, not even, not even close. But what I, what kind of clicked for me was I listened to, and anybody who is like a Black Metal purist is gonna like clutch their pearls. But I listened to Death uh, Heaven's album Sunbather, oh, no. and Sunbather. What? I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, with you. I know yeah. <laughs> Sunbather. So the reason, the reason Black Metal purists don't like it. Sunbather is – Death he- uh, Heaven does a genre called Black Gaze, which is mixing black metal oh, with yeah. uh, the genre of shoegaze. Shoegaze, for anyone who doesn't know, is kind of yeah. like My Bloody Valentine. It's this um, – lots of heavy, distorted guitars, kind of a wall of sound kind of effect.
2: All Cess does it well, though.
3: Allsess does it very well. They're, they're pretty Black Gaze as well and um not to be confused with the male gaze (laughs) not to be confused with the male gaze um but a lot of black metal purists really don't like black gaze and i love it and what what really clicked for me is i listen to this album and i go oh the screaming i'm not i can't think of it like i would vocals in another song the screaming is another instrument It's just like the guitar. It's just like the bass. It's just another sound of an instrument. And when I came at it from that perspective, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. I liked the wall of sound. I liked the uh, just the, the feel of it. And then I started diving into more black metal. And certainly there is black metal that is trash, just like there is with any genre. But once I got into kind of got past the screaming and death metal, it's the same thing. Black metal, you have a high pitch scream death metal. You have a low growl. It's that's basically the difference. Black metal also uses like more walls of guitars and stuff, but, Once I got they also
5: set set some churches on fire in like, well, that's okay. So, I will
3: tell you, I had a long conversation (laughs) with one of our editors, Tom, or managers, Tom, uh, Satriale, about this because he he writes for Angry Metal Guy. Black metal has a huge, huge problem of like Nazis being in the genre and people like, like being violent and murderers. Like, it's really bad. Um, that's something you really got to dodge. Sounds like they should call it white metal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well true but honestly and um but yeah so it's just kind of a it's just kind of a thing where i once i got past the screaming i liked it but it's not for everybody and that's totally fine and i and i get it it's like i said that can be tough to get past for some people and i totally understand yeah. that so anyway totally. So
2: i like i listen to the best metal and it's great um so if you guys want some uh, suggestions vola just put out a new album called witness which is unbelievably good. Oh, I so it you know so good. I can't.
3: Oh. How how do you feel about like power oh, metal? It's great
2: power no. metal. There are some rare ones that are amazing. Like I, I, if you guys have been watching the Twitch streams I do, like in the beginning of the year, um, the Last Stand by Sabaton was stuck mm. in my head. It was just I, I still kind of is every so often I get a good idea and because like, I the feel like three power chords are there
3: loving big guitars and loving melody i mean like power metal is that's what there's, that's about yeah
2: but okay so there is a side of it that's like if i hear the same thing over and over again and there's there's often times of like it's just cheese. sure it's, it's just like it, well you're so there are certain yeah, yeah. There are certain melodic I, patterns that are just not good and i can't really define like why that is um it's a lot of times i think overusing the, the uh the the second chord like the major second and it's just like, it's just stop. Get that out of there. I don't care about that thing.
3: Yeah, no, I, I kind of get what you're saying. And certainly power metal can be super cheesy, especially if you're listening to like there is like there is like a whole bunch of sh- super cheesy power metal. And there's really and good they, power metal too. Okay, have you ever Maiden-
5: listened to Led Zeppelin's lyrics too? I mean, like sometimes, well, come on. like <laughs> I don't about lyrics. Lyrics I don't care about. Ooh.
2: But like if you have Iron Maiden's the minor six to the minor 7th, ominous 7th and the, the Tonic. Like that's every single song does that and power metal pretty much has stolen a lot of it. I mean there's some really rare like Last Days of Utopia by Domain is like that's such a great like I can't not sing along with that. You
3: ever thing. listen to like Blind Guardian? The same thing. Who? Blind Guardian? I never got it. I oh, never got into it. Mm. I tried it. Nope, not for me. Yeah, they're 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 probably my favorite them like Wuthering Heights, uh Halloween, lots of great power metal. But yeah, and I was Halloween, also Halloween. curious Halloween. I'm like, nope. Halloween's <laughs> oh. I love them. Um, or like doom metal also can be pretty melodic. It's slow, but it can be pretty melodic focused. I'm curious. Um, never clicked. Um, yeah, Wuthering no, I get Heights. that. Huh?
2: Wuthering your, Heights. Zach, is a what's your band, favorite band? Which one's your
5: favorite Zach? Oh, I'm a real super basic like thrash metal you oh, know big pantera? four classic type stuff Oh pan man i was when you were talking about power metal for a second i was thinking of pantera because i wasn't sure i lost all of these oh, like, no, genre yeah. nuances in my head a long long time mm, ago but i was a million like, of them i'm i know no i'm just someone who grew up on like the classic like you know first three metallica albums like first three or yeah. four megadeth albums the real gotcha. i had i was just thinking that i came I was listening to a lot of this stuff that we were talking about right around the time I hit high school and I was playing the guitar and playing the bass a lot. But at the same time, that was also when I started to be exposed to a lot more hip hop, especially like local stuff. And I think it was just, I guess, the the currents of where music goes. Hip hop eventually won out for, for sure cultural cultural dominance in my head but like i still especially since i've been been back at home with my in my parents house with my my old instruments i've been revisiting a lot of my um a lot of my 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 heavier roots i've been playing like like ride the lightning ad (laughs) nauseum so so (laughs) the
2: black album for me and actually uh load and reload i think are way underrated Huh. Uh, because those are more uh, hard rock to me. I don't. I don't yeah. love the fast, fast stuff. Ride the lightning is, is like the good meld between the two. Uh, not a master I'm, of puppets fan. Master of puppets. I mean, of course, but there's also it's I like think Sargent some Never, that stuff you know. that's just you know, <laughs> not. the song. Master of puppets to me isn't this holy grail like the greatest thing ever to me as it is other people. But I
3: think ride I mean, the, the lightning is song. a better album. Honestly, mm, I <laughs> think album mean, it's is just, just incredible.
5: It's interesting though that you like that you like load and reload better like that too though, because I'm kind of coming from the opposite direction where I'm more of jet like that's like kind yeah. of the heaviest that I will go is like right. early Metallica, like some Slayer type stuff. Right, right. Uh but I can't I can't I maybe I'm too much of like a so, mainstream, like, you know, basic bitch or something. So, but like uh, just,
2: Well <laughs> the other yeah. side of this though, there's like so I mean if you haven't never really gotten into Porcupine Tree or even Pineapple Thief. Pineapple mm. Thief is this band that I'm kind of shocked that I feel lucky that it just kind of clicked one day for me. Like, uh, I, being a fan of, like, these Prague rock bands, essentially, I'd heard the name and I got, you know, I was like, all right, I've had these, like, things to listen to at some point. And I never really did. And then finally one day I did. And I was like, wait, this is this is kind of amazing. And then, then I kept going through. And, you know, you have those, like, moments, like, you don't know, is this a good song or not? Am I actually, like, really liking this or am I forcing this? And all of a sudden it just, it all clicked and... Huh there are, i have a like a playlist of i want to say 30 35 songs from pineapple thief that are just it's
3: the it's a really good vibe They're background very good uh, hmm. band you know you know pineapple thief i band. do uh your wilderness i only really know that album uh, see, but that's, it's that, great. That's more of the
2: recent really stuff that's not even that's not even what I, I would say if you're gonna listen to one album um from there it's um uh it's uh, somebody
3: someone here is missing yeah, so the much. one you're talking Yeah, I've heard that's like their best one. That, that um,
2: I think is the most well rounded, but also even yeah. the early stuff um is is 137 and it's just they're great. They are really it, oh, a sword is um, is is, an, is amazing. He's just You know what's,
3: just what's fascinating to me is listening uh listening to you talk about um how how you find power certain so- power metal songs cheesy because of their chord progressions, it's
0: which like is super interesting, interesting
3: to me. Hate. That's no, no, and that's and I and this isn't. Cool. I'm not like putting it down or anything. I think that's Damn. super cool. Like I think that's super fascinating because usually if someone says oh this song's super cheesy they're like oh this power metal song's super cheesy oh it's because it's about like fighting dragons or something. Oh, I don't like care about that. that stuff at all. But but you're saying no 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 it's super cheesy because i mean they went to the 5672. I mean like I, that's the most obvious thing ever which five, is 5672 sounds chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up yeah. Mr. Guitar Center. <laughs> oh no. no, no that's, I mean that's like just I, super interesting to me. I, yeah. I think that's a no. Yeah. Or go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, no, it's just it's just that with the choices that they make, like the feel is there. It's just like this is not an interesting melody. I am so sorry. This is this is just a melody for the sake of having a different note, as opposed to yeah. actually being an interesting one. Yeah. That's how a lot of power metal sounds to me.
5: Hmm. I'm because when you said that originally, I was kind of thinking like, at least as it applies to a great album, like Nevermind, for example, which is you know as far as pop music goes, one of the greatest albums ever made, but it's like you get four or five songs in and you have to listen to like a verse and a chorus and you can tell how the, you know, sure. how the rest oh, of the songs is. Yeah. I have go. nothing so, against yeah.
2: that. The, the, the standard trope of verse, chorus, verse, chorus,
5: bridge, yeah. chorus, whatever. It wasn't mind, an album even... originally called like verse, chorus, verse or something like that. Oh, that's funny. I didn't
2: know that. I mean, never mind. like Nirvana, they, you know, uh, Cobain had some really interesting progressions that were not typical and uh, I, you know, I remember actually writing songs. About, like, I need to make a Nirvana song. So here you go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is a really cool one. Like, I don't, I would never have thought of this playing it like he does. So, mm. even see, though gotta... it was a pop record, they still did not mm-hmm. the normal things a lot. Yeah, and that's pretty cool.
3: I gotta get you guys into like some folk metal. See how, see how you react to that. Blackmore's <laughs> Night. Stuff like, uh, um, I don't know that one, but like uh, Agalock Oh, I'll... Richie.
2: Agolok, Okay, so wait—that's the um, the um, the mantle beneath the waves. Oh yeah, they have
3: yeah. That's yeah. Another there's one. There's yeah. there's
2: a song there. I think that's the what that that one specifically. That is like that's a really good one.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, them and uh, Ilu- uh, Iluvite. I think they're called. Um, they're, I know that like, one.
2: I never really got into them.
3: They're uh, they're great. Orphan Land. They're fl- kind of orphan lands. Kind of if you throw in but... a flute, I'm out.
4: <laughs> I-, I don't care for
2: flutes.
3: All right? Oh man. That's not I'm that's not a Lizzo Lizzo I fan. <laughs>
4: <either>. <laughs> no, I, w- w- I
3: mean I-, I have nothing against Lizzo. Just yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want. <laughs> so, so anyways, pivoting because like I've said this a thousand times on this podcast, we could, we could talk about music forever, we but could. then call the music show. Pivoting, yeah, I know, I know, dude. We had DJ, <laughs> we did. had DJ short on last time, and it was just so much music. Oh,
5: nice. Oh, he's great. DJ was great. I, I love, music love
3: music DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Um but it was so much music talk which is which is great. No, it's but,
5: great. It's always I want to
3: before we get into like talking about baseball more broadly, I do want to kind of give the listeners sort of a brief history of Pitcherlist. Sure. Um and you started Pitcherlist with pitcher gifts. And I kind of want to I kind of want to first start with the mindset of why start your own blog, why start your own website that became your own company essentially. Sure. Why? What? What was the impetus for that?
2: So, as I mentioned before, I I am a man of projects, and I had like 2013 was the year that I did like the the song a day thing, right? And uh, I had all this time, and I knew how to build WordPress sites with that company. I ran a weird news website, and then I transitioned to building a front facing site for a film distribution company. I'm an understanding like, oh, this is a WordPress theme, and then how does I manipulate it, and so on and so forth. So I understood the, like the basics of it. And I kind of understood, I saw like a gif of Matt Harvey's fastball in slow motion getting the corner. And it was beautiful. You see it's a little bit off the plane, then it comes back over. And I just thought to myself, man, I would love to just see gifs all day. You know, like there's no place that, that houses all of these gifs. It's always just some weird place. Like, oh, I imagine like we could just do that. And they're like, oh, wait, we can actually... You know, we could visualize every single player and have a GIF of each thing. And I had that idea. I thought it was like kind of a fun thing to do. Um, and I really thought that, like, everyone would love this and this would be instantly successful. That's pretty much, like, how I thought. I was like, oh, wait, this could, this could totally just work and I'd be, this is amazing. This is great. No one is doing this. So I, I, remember, I remember starting this in November. I had a friend of mine helping me out who then dropped out. And then I, I dropped out, like, a... You know, close to the launch and i had to cover all the work and everything like that but it was i, I figured it out yeah you know, no one knew it was happening so it didn't really matter and I uh, so yeah so eventually i just i just put together this wordpress site and i had rankings too i think maybe i didn't i don't actually know if i did that first year i kind of envisioned like i remember i was doing all the gifts and thought to myself wait a second i like i can't just have like a gift database and they aren't going to come back or anything i need to have like constant content now oh i play fantasy baseball plays for sure i'll just i can write i like writing random things i'll Mm -hmm. just do that uh so then i think i think we like added some some basic rankings and stuff and then recruited some of my friends to do your basic fantasy content um had a couple friends of friends that wanted to house baseball things somewhere so we had like random articles about things it was pretty cool um some of those uh, friends
3: are still on staff aren't they
2: well, from two thousand and fourteen, Ben Pernick and Max Posner, I was saying, Yes, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. Ben and
3: Max. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Max was Max like like really really helped that first year. Um, when when the, another friend wasn't really available anymore, I needed someone else to, to like step in, and Max Posner did it such a great job of uh, jumping in, and really helping. Um, you know, just uh, just bounce things off of, and really kind of get keep the momentum flowing and stuff like that was fantastic. Um, Really helped with like Twitter and everything, you know. I, uh, that was really, really cool. I, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, essentially, I just wanted a place so you can look at all the pictures and the majors and just it kind of kept going from there. I showed up on Reddit on uh, our baseball and they shut down the site because I stupidly <laughs> didn't know about like Jiffy Cat at the time. Keep in mind, this was 2014 when GIFs were kind of like, whoa, what's a GIF? Like uploading it into places were very tedious and there wasn't, you know, not nothing like it is now. Uh, so I actually uploaded them all directly to WordPress, <laughs> which if you know now how stupid this is, yeah, my that's... bandwidth was sapped in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. So essentially anyone going to this stuff like it takes a while to load and it's pulling from the shared server and a crash and everything. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, we had, I think, 40,000 hits in the first 24 hours. Because, so you were right. 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 It was like uh... the top top thing on our baseball, right on Reddit.
3: You were right. So, it was a hit.
2: So it was just like okay, I've, I was like right there. That's all I needed. Yeah. That was my entire fuel for like the year. You know, like clearly this is something that people like. So cool. I uh, and then it just kind of kept going from there. Like our b- fancy baseball showed up. I said it was an expert, and they believed me. And it's been <laughs> you know it's been kind of crazy seeing their embrace over the years. Um, I remember actually seeing once I think in 2016 coming home and looking at my phone and seeing myself getting pinged. And seeing that someone had written like in our fantasy baseball posting, like I just got to give up the picture list. Like this is the best site I just discovered them, and I was like, what? Like I didn't, I didn't do anything. You know, this is it. It, it blew my mind that kind of reception that we got. You know, um, we
3: we talked a little bit about this with DJ last week about the sort of like imposter syndrome that you feel oh, a, God, as a as a fantasy day. analyst. Every oh, right thing. I every mean, day. it's. I told this to. I was talking to DJ about this, and I was like, Do you ever feel like? Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Why are these people like? We, right. Because when people ask you for fantasy advice, like a lot of people really, really care about their fantasy team. Sometimes there's money riding on their fantasy team. Oh, yeah. And when they have a question, a lot of times they're kind of laying the responsibility of, of that team on you. And most of the time, I think people are cool and they understand that like we're going to give our best advice that we can. Yeah, and, but and
2: it's also your decision. In the end. We're right, just going to say whatever right. we want. But exactly. I think that's ninety percent of you know? people
3: will be like that but a lot of sometimes they're not yeah okay, and... oh, I, guess,
2: I still get comments i got one actually this past weekend when i had austin gomber and by the way i rank all 30 starters every day and that, that list is never going to be 100 <laughs> yeah, right yeah like that's impossible yeah. so i had austin gomber on the road against the pirates after he just dominated the Mets on the road with a good slider and curveball i had him ranked above eovaldi who's had struggles against like the tigers and rangers and Ivaldi did better than Gomber. It wasn't even like Gomber did terribly either. No, I, I remember did Gomber did and, well. And yeah. the, the comment was like, unbelievable that you would ever consider Evaldi under Gomber. Like, I just lost money on this, you know? <laughs> well, and I'm like, I, yeah. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm sorry. Problem, but... <laughs> I was going to say,
3: I, I've always kind of... <laughs> I'm viewed sorry those... to hear that. <laughs> like, what am yeah. I supposed to do, man? <laughs> I've always kind of viewed those comments as like people just people pending. are feeling bad right yeah they're feeling bad That's all it is. and they don't want to say this was all my fault it's easier to say well that's his fault you know i yeah. followed well, his I advice mean, the
2: moment they want to share this moment of, of, right. of sadness and they like you he know he I loves company. Making those comments honestly that many times people make them they don't realize how they're targeting you and they sometimes just want to kind of share in the moment oh. with you
5: like, oh, it's yeah, yeah. and the I tone mean, of those comments can be tough to you know convey the right way. I mean, especially with just the stuff, the conversations that are happening around the NBA right now with Kyrie Irving and the things we that John ja Morant's uh, family was were talking about with getting heckled and getting yelled at by fans. Yeah, you know, Kyrie had a water bottle thrown at him. Where it's like fandom and this investment in these results makes people really, just really irrational and i think f- in fantasy i've seen it's it's really interesting i want to kind of get into this more on my own time someday when it's like i'm, I'm just really kind of curious at the psychological effect that fantasy has on like oh, man, i don't know I on our our, our our consumption of baseball and like how we yeah. how we relate to each other through baseball and how all that changes when there is that kind of personal And not just like in a singular team that's based in a location, but in kind of all of these disparate parts that you are in control of in some way. Right, right, right. Now I'm off on a tangent. And not to mention, uh, (laughs) Zach.
2: I mean, what do honestly? What do you know about angry comments, Zach?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've never got any of those. (laughs) Yeah, never, never (laughs) was. The thing, the
3: thing thing with those is like I don't know if you guys have ever heard the Teflon Velcro uh, I uh, theory about compliments and. Uh, insults, but basically it it goes that like uh, a compliment just kind of slides off of you like Teflon. Like oh, someone's like, "Hey man, I I listen to your podcast every week. I you know I, I read your articles every single day, and you guys have really helped me out. And for you to really like absorb that, you need to sit with it. Like you can't just be like, "Oh thanks," and just it's gone. Yeah, you need to sit with it for like for like a few minutes. But if someone says man, I followed your advice, I lost $100, you suck, I hate, like all that, Ooh, that, goes, okay. that gets absorbed yeah. in, that <laughs> sticks to you like Velcro immediately. And so that's all you remember. And it doesn't matter if you have I, – I, I, you know, I can sit here and say how wonderful you are, Nick, and I, and I genuinely, truly do mean it. But if I just sat here and said, hey, Nick, you're a there fraud, you're well, terrible, you're terrible at fantasy analysis. And again, I'm not saying this because it's about I love time, you, Ben. It's about time. Yeah, you realize. But, but if I say that's what you're going to remember, that's what you're going to remember. You're not going to remember how I was, how I've said, you're such a wonderful person and a great friend. You're right. not going to remember. You're going to remember. Oh, he said I'm a fraud. And, yep. and it just, you get those. That's but why what I like, if
2: I were a fraud, Ben, <laughs> <laughs> what if?
3: That's the. That's what we all say to ourselves every single well, he, morning. Okay,
2: speaking of fraud, though, to bring this back a little, um, so yep. there was in 2014, right? Like MLB sends me a cease and desist, like now nah, you're done. I tried to negotiate with them, which is naive, of course, and whatever. <laughs> that did not happen. Who am I to negotiate with MLB about this stuff? So that's the stupidest yeah. idea ever. I. Uh, but meanwhile, I caught the eye of Neil Greenberg at Washington Post. He had this thing called um. Uh, fancy stats, a little sub- subsection of Washington Post and their online stuff. And uh, I was able to, at the time, then every so often write like a little like best pitches of the week thing for it. And which then turned into he needed, he wanted a few analytics pieces. He saw me do a, a thing in 2015 on Steven Strasburg, um and like a gift breakdown of him returning, I think, from Tommy John. Um, He's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Can you do more things like this? I was like, absolutely. Uh, and that turned into an actual regular gig with them, um, which was crazy. I got like paid to do like de- good money to do articles, and I had no experience, no journalism, no like nothing here. Only because I d- did gifts that everyone else was afraid of doing, right? Because MLB and their you know banhammer, seemingly
3: stuff. justifiably, so, <laughs> they were afraid <laughs> of doing.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but yes and no, like. Sure, the I got cease and assists, but this doesn't exist without them, you know. And yep, reminds me of Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger's right. "Break the Rules" if you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh, where he has this whole speech about the different rules he has, and one of them is breaking the rules. Yeah. Um, but so like it's at one point like 2016, I got to actually like an article I wrote on kyle Hendricks for him was put in the paper. So like I literally was in the Washington Post, like on the sports section. One page is my article. That's, I don't understand like how that happened at the age of 27. Like, I yeah. did not deserve that in the slightest. I felt like such a fraud, but like, there, there it is. You know, I have that piece of uh, the, the newspaper still in my apartment, right? So it, it's just one of those things that as I kept doing stuff, um, you know, obviously 2014, after May, like, didn't really write much. I still did some things helping out with Grantland and Shane Ryan for his pitchcraft articles, which were great. Uh, and, and maybe something's here and there for Neil Greenberg 2015. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do picture list instead and do the top 100. Uh, and we were, um, you know, we had a new crew a little bit. I, we still just, we just kind of made it work. I, I learned how to do table press and WordPress and just kind of kept going. Um, and along the way, I mean, Honestly, to me, 2015 is kind of like a lost year of like what actually happened. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I like I, 2016
3: you know. was the year I joined, right?
2: Right. That's when things I felt like started. to I was really trying to. Get yeah, going. I couldn't
3: remember. It was. I always get the year wrong. It was 2016. Me and Alex joined. Yeah. I think. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's been five years, Ben.
3: That's wild, man. I I had, and I've said this on this podcast before, but it's really wild to me because when I first joined Pitcherless, I genuinely thought it was just going to be like a short term little freelance gig, <laughs>
4: uh,
3: just like the many others that I had had yeah, before yeah, yeah, sure. where I was just like, like, hey, I'll write some articles. And it's right. so funny to me how how many fantasy writers fell into writing about fantasy Hmm. sports like they i mean dj was the same thing last week dj was like writing about music and was like very much in that world and then just kind of he quit his job and just kind of was like i guess there's an opening at roto world i'll give it a shot and then just kind of fell into it never really writing about fantasy before It sounds like, you know, you made gifts and you were like, well, I got to write something. I guess I'll write about fantasy. And for me, it was similarly, I was like, oh, I play fantasy. I, you know, I could write about it. And, and, you know, I need a freelance gig. I need some, you know, articles online. And it just, I feel like that is so much of the industry is people who just kind of tripped and fell into, landed into fantasy.
2: (laughs) Very much so. Um, There was a moment, I think, I think once I got a taste of it with two thousand in two thousand fourteen with picture gifts of like oh cool this is the stuff that we can do, yeah. Um, that I, uh, it really started. I mean I I think about the whole entire train of uh, of PL. Um, if you if you remember, we didn't have ads on the site at all. Oh yeah, I think I remember. until two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, that was us grouping with Ezoic uh and it was fine it gave us something it wasn't a lot but it was like okay this is paying and like that plus the patreon was paying the staff finally like i could actually you know i was paying 100 comp- percent out of pocket not making a dime i still don't make a dime but it was all at least like from my own investments you know um that yeah. i still actually haven't taken back my accountant has noted how much investments i have poured in and i haven't even paid myself back yet <laughs> But, uh, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, and it wasn't really until um, I have this distinct memory in 2019 um, in the airport. I'm going to Colorado, and it's, it's the week of uh, Pitchos 4.0 launching. Um, and you know, so it just launched on Tuesday. I'm off on a, you know, in the, in the, in the mm-hmm. airport, I think, on Thursday or Friday. And I look, and we just changed to AdThrive, a different ad service. Um, and I was just like, all right, let's just see how, you know, how it does. And essentially we, we brought in like five times the amount and like, and I was, and I looked at it and all of a sudden I just had a moment of, Oh, we can do things now. Yeah. This is, this, things are going to change quickly. If you remember, that was the, that was the summer when we doubled how much people get paid per article. Yep. That was like the first thing. Once we had money, like, all right, let's double the pay. Finally. Uh, because like, duh. I, I still feel bad about. It. I feel like I should be paying you guys more, but we're no. gonna talk about that another time. <laughs>
3: uh, I, 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 so I, I mean, look, I'm never gonna you know, turn this down is more the part money. Where we
5: talk about our strike, actually.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know that the PLU is forming. Oh yeah, my god! Be, honestly,
2: if there is a PLU at some point, I'll be so happy because <laughs> that's great. That's how it should
4: be.
3: Yeah. Like,
2: it legitimately should. That would be a situation where I have money, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, right, okay, yeah." Here's money, you know. You like, literally, if you did appeal, to you i like, it's... "Here is look, look at the look at the numbers. Like, where were you getting this money? I don't know." I would I would bet
3: you a lot of money that uh, if you pulled the entire staff, all of them would say, "I won't turn down more money, but." I don't necessarily need more money to continue writing here.
2: Yeah, well, right. I I I understand that. But but no, I I, and and it speaks.
3: I think it speaks to you, your character as a person, that you want to pay us more. Of
2: course, (laughs) I do. I want I want this. I want nothing would make me happier than having this like in an office building with full time employees and like you know we're doing that thing. That's like that's the dream.
3: The dream, man. That's the dream. I I want
2: that and so that doesn't happen until i'm paying people more money you know right Uh, right right but anyway so so i guess the reason i'm really bringing up all of this is with, with all the steps we've made um i think really wasn't until that moment that it really took off in my head because then it was okay cool we can do things we can like what can we achieve and that's when I really started planning 5.0 and changing the website look and starting to get this idea of like I want to move towards the player pages and the different types of content that we have and the podcast network and now we're going to video stuff yeah. and all, all everything like that. Um, but it's just every everything is just more steps forward. I mean, really, for me, it was just the SP roundup and the nastiest pitches, and that's all we did really in like the the list. And we added some okay uh, prospects and stuff. Then we had the buy and sell that actually Ben Pern- mm-hmm. Pernick's been doing for seven years or whatever. We had uh, your uh, yeah. is it legit back then? But then it turns into the hit or streaming articles. Dave Charlie oh, came yeah, yeah I had, is, it, is it
5: legit? What was what was that originally called? Ben, it was it, oh, it, it was, you,
2: hit it or I quit know, it. You
5: wanted to be hit it or quit it, and <laughs> it
2: I was, was like, no, hit it we or quit Stop it! it. I no. know. And then I was like, please <laughs> <the hell> change <laughs> it something else, Ben.
3: It was hit it or quit it for a little bit. I know. Wasn't happy. To be fair, I. I never thought fair. you would uh uh accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I pitched yeah. it and I was like I don't know what to call this, but um Are You okay there, <laughs> Did Zach? Your cat scare you? <laughs> It's fart. fireworks
2: Firework season out here in my window. oh well, what is this? This is, a, this is an a, uh an R-rated podcast, huh?
3: no nah, we censor it. Oh,
5: okay. Yes, sorry. We've got we've got, have, got a This is got... your own work, here, Zach.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got got a good
5: yeah, every time you hear I I, I you know, some stuff s- slips out now and again, so I have a little Hawk Harrelson mercy call for to mercy. To, to, mercy. <laughs> to paste over on Audacity. Yeah, every call. time that's wonderful. I can uh, I
3: just time. say that I absolutely love that Nick's never heard an episode of this podcast.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is this is I true. Love it. This is yeah, true. Right? I I love it. No, There's, no, no, that's fine. We have I think have actually someone on we're Reddit was like when we announced the Pitchos Podcast Network, they're like We literally don't have enough time in the day to listen to all these
3: podcasts. Well, especially since every one of our episodes is like two hours long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, the we, thing have,
5: is, we, we have a loyal listener base who likes catching like, up though it takes like that's, people i was just saying you that look that at the numbers and it's like up. people yeah people catch up and it's you know it'll it goes very slowly over time i mean and I you, guys yeah.
2: do, you guys do realize that like the, our, whole, our whole plan is, is not to just have, have episodes on this network and then just never actually like promote them we're just going to keep everyone at that no of yeah, course not. i'll
3: keep it a secret
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's it's this is not the long-term plan is not. Oh, we're Look, in this for the for the end game, guys.
3: This entire podcast has just been what? a scam, so I can just chat with people I like. <laughs> I
4: say,
5: like the way things have been going, um,
2: I could genuinely I'm, like give I'm less. How do you finally it. understand? <laughs> it's all about networking for you guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, okay. that's what let's, it let's,
2: is. Let's, let's go back to the history of This yeah. is really fun for me. Um, yeah. Well, we had, like, so yeah, yeah, Keep going. There were some going, really yeah. major moments uh, for for me personally. I think that really helped pitcher list if if you can guess i mean i don't think you'd be able to but if you can guess kind of the biggest year of growth like from previous year to the next from 2014 i guess to 2019 obviously not 2020 but then comparing 2019 to 2021 what would you say that you can do in the in phases of like pitcher lists or p- pitcher gifts to pitcher list and list to 3.0 even you could say then 3.0 to 4.0 4556 5, right What would you guess as like the the leap where we started to really you know take off?
3: I I would say the not the most not five to six but four to five.
5: Four to five. So in two thousand nineteen that's yeah. I was going to say from a yeah. slightly from a more I don't want to say like outsider perspective because I'm I'm no longer an outsider but as someone who came in quite quite a bit later I want to yeah. say it was around like 2018 is when I want to say So that would be 4.0 first, yeah. yeah yeah that was really popped So is, Zach is correct just,
2: because which is shocking to me because the site actually didn't really change much the 3.0 right, 4.0 yeah, was that. is probably the least uh significant like shift of what we did or something it was the same site We made like a very small change here and there. And then uh, we just added some more things. But what happened was 2017, Paul Spohr did me a massive solid and brought me on to Rotographs uh, Mm -hmm. and had me writing at the end of 2017. And then 2018 had me on for uh, The Sleeper in the Bust when Eno had just left. So Eno had just left and this was their first pitcher discussion. And here I was talking about pitcher rankings. I had one of my favorite texts I've ever gotten in my life, was my my friend Seth Walder, who was a counselor with me at, at Camp Beckett, who now does uh, stat stuff, great stuff with uh, ESPN. Um, mm. uh, Seth Walder got a text from her friends being like, "Dude, do you listen to the latest sleeper on the bus. There's this guy Nick Pollock that sounds like he's replacing Eno, and he's fantastic, you know." <laughs> and it's like they he's like, "Do you know that I know Nick? Like, this is a." Uh, and that's that's the text. And that from there, you can actually even see like that's when we started getting like a jump in users. Uh, and that was kind of the year of 2018 when, okay, this is actually we're getting that traffic that we can start maybe doing more things. And then, of course, the ad came with it next year and so on. But like we've, yeah. we've had a jump every year. But that one from 2017 to 18 was like... Overnight, I think we doubled our um, more. It was like 150 percent user increase Hmm. from year to year there, which is just what?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean the the exponential growth of the site has been truly like incredible to watch. Stupid COVID. It's (laughs) been. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, that's the worst part of it. Because so many people have been through so much worse,
2: and like we're still doing very well and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but man yeah that
5: was <laughs> it's it's man just the whole i feel like the whole baseball world online has been has been growing exponentially over the past few oh, years it's really it's really something yeah. and be- so before that's that is a really i didn't know a lot of that stuff oop there goes my camera See ya, and, um, bye. so All i didn't know a lot of that be stuff very
3: upset that your camera
5: went out <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> before we get into some of the more big picture baseball stuff i do have one one thing i want to ask you um yeah. smaller scale baseball stuff so as you you went to brandeis as you said you pitched at brandeis um sure which was which is a step above where i was at but i was also a, a d3 liberal arts school uh pitcher up at bard college in oh yeah the right, Liberty right. where my and, mom went to college yes yes yeah, yeah i think we, we discussed this so i just wanted to ask you um the as also as the you know the Cespedes Barbecue Boys will tell you, the D three baseball life is is something, um, and you can take that as you will. So, do you have any uh, experiences, good, bad, hilarious, from that could only be like pitching at Brandeis College? You know, oh man, <laughs> that you want to share
2: with us. I mean, uh, there, there, Okay, I, I don't know. There, there. Uh, all these random memories are flowing back from this. <laughs> There was, um, I mean, we had Pete Varney who like, if you, if you're curious about this at all, Nelson Figueroa also went to Brandeis. He's like our hero, our champion. Um, and he was also, you know, under Pete Varney there and he had some fantastic Pete Varney stories. Um, but Pete, I, so definitely listen to that talking pitching episode. Uh, if you want more of this, but like, yeah, Pete Varney was a uh, like a six-foot-two. Edit foot out two that plug
3: for the giant, podcast. Oh Just yeah, edit that out and post. Thanks. <laughs> no, <I'm not.
2: laughs> uh, he um he he's a he's a big dude. I mean, he, if you want to think of like old-school big guys, it's Pete <laughs> Varney. You know he would always talk like that. <laughs> He were like his tongue would be going around his lips all the time. It was just like, oh my! You're God.
3: You're definitely describing lie. like a Tex Avery cartoon character. Yeah, there
5: you go. <laughs> I and can just and, picture uh, a big plug of tobacco and like so the bottom. There, <laughs> so, yeah,
2: so, wow. so one of my one of my uh, one of my best friends on the team, uh, John McGrath, who actually was a writer for a moment. Um, I think back when it was Pitcher gifts. Uh, he, uh, he, there was a game that was going to be like a bullpen day, but my coach never said it like that. So he said that John was going to pitch, like start that game. And before he said something, before before I talk to you, get a bucket. <laughs> Cuz he expected him to puke because he was not going to be able to handle the anxiety of starting. <laughs> and oh it was just like, yeah, God. all right, that, that, that's yeah, that that's the life of it. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. For me as a pitcher, it was, it was kind of weird. I only threw six pitches my sophomore year. I didn't play my, fr- my freshman year. I walked on my sophomore year. Uh, six pitches, all strikes. 0-2, guy hit a single, then 0-2 struck him out. Um, ended the game and that was it. Uh, and then my junior year, I was one game away from setting the school record of most games played. Uh, like pitch. So like 23 out of 41 or something. Which I didn't expect to do. I wanted to start. I was like, I've got the arsenal to start. This is great. And I... Uh, so it it was it was it was a ride. I remember my first day. I like we went on a trip and I earned a win and a and a uh, I think a win and a save or something like the first day. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best. You know, I, I allowed a lead Not on the, the same game, right? Oh no, no it was, we had two games that day. I was just, I was sitting
3: like, there like doing the math in my head. This is the D three life. The D three life is double
5: headers on the weekends yeah. every <laughs> oh, every <laughs> weekend. <God. laughs> Eight and hours baseball, one, baby.
2: There was one game I came in when it was tied, and then uh, and then I blew it, and then I got the win because we came back and I was like, "This is the best experience." I actually in that same game, actually, I think I was throwing at my peak. Like literally, the hardest pitch ball I think was there. I remember the the greatest pitch I ever threw on the inside corner is a one one count. And it was a perfect two-seamer that bit right on the inside corner. Inside, it felt so good on my hand. I was like, this must have been like 85 or something. Which is like, oh my god, because I normally said like 79. And they called it a ball. <laughs> and I remember my... Zach Woolley, like, he was my favorite catcher. I remember him catching it and, like, looking back with, like, the most disgust you could as a catcher. <laughs> that was wonderful. I, uh, But I don't know. I mean, there wasn't really, like, the most crazy of things. It was just... You know, I, I remember I knew I wasn't going to make it my senior year and we weren't good at all. And it was just like, uh, I mean, so many, so many cold days of 31 degree weather in Massachusetts <laughs> oh and you couldn't wear like a jacket. And I didn't have like the Brandeis jacket or something. I didn't purchase that, you know. Uh, and so like purchase. I I had to wear like a sweatshirt. And that was it, you know, and like it was not warm enough. And then finally I got the Brandeis jacket and it arrived with two games left in the season. So it's May and it's like 75 degrees out. I'm like, I don't care. I'm wearing the Brandeis jacket, (laughs) you know, for two games. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun time. It was, you know, I had great teammates and everything. And (laughs) it's just, uh, yeah, it wasn't everything that I thought it would be. But, you know, I'm glad I saw it out, you know?
3: Yeah yeah well, so I so we uh, we want to ask we want to get to some more baseball related questions. Um, and the one question that we ask all of our guests and I want to ask you is what is it about baseball that you love? why why baseball? There's a lot of sports out there that you could be a fan of uh, but you love baseball. What is it specifically about that sport that really draws you in?
2: So, so there's two things um there's one answer as to why psychologically as a kid i i loved it oh and the other please. is actually yeah. the sport itself and the sport itself is like the if you once you understand the the battle between the the skill of a pitcher and the skill of a hitter it's just a beautiful thing uh like they're trying to do a specific thing they're trying to they're battling themselves at times before they even battle the the, the hitter and the hitters are trying to play to their strengths and there's moments of just it's constant challenges and achievements and failures and it's the most human sport of built-in tension between every single moment you're thinking about you're going through it it's the highs and the lows like even the worst teams in the league still win 33 percent of the time you know it's it's such a great beautiful sport of of like yeah we're all you know the best guys are the ones that are consistent it's so abnormal to be so consistent and that's just like life like we're not always perfect we're not always terrible like we always have our moments either way and that's i think is such a beautiful part of it and then as a kid like i really enjoyed pitching because it was the moment that i had that i got the attention i got to lead i got to be in control of everything finally that's you know, so I got funny to to say like the yeah. balls in my hand and if we win or lose They will know that it like if we win, like I did that, you know, I got that
3: attention as a kid and I wanted it. I was, I I just, I needed that. It's so funny that you like that. That's because that, that takes a special type of kid. I, my, my son is, um, my oldest son is 10, and he was doing kid pitch for the first time this year. Mm. And he was learning pitching. We, he never really got to pitch in a game because he was still kind of working on it. But, One of the things that my cousin, who used to coach uh, high school baseball, told him was he was like, hey, when you're the pitcher, you're in charge of the game. We all wait on you. Right. So don't rush. Take your time. You are in control of this game. And for, for my son, that kind of like really stuck up, right? with him. No, no, it actually stuck okay, with him. Good. I
2: can, I can yeah. see like for some kids like, Oh, oh God, it oh, totally no. could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But oh,
3: it, it just, one of the things that I noticed with all the kids on his team, I was, I was helping coach with his team and every time they would pitch, they would, they would start rushing. They yeah. would start rushing oh, through it. And I just wanted to tell every single one of them, take a breath. We wait for you. Right. You're in charge. And for, for my son, that really kind of made him go, Oh yeah, I can just kind of take my time. Like I can relax. And yeah. Yeah, that was so. I It's it's interesting that because that I could, like you said, I could see a kid being like, oh God, all the eyes are on me. Like, sure. this is I mean, terrifying.
4: There,
2: there's something I joke about all the time when I do, like, go on podcasts or whatever, or, you know, I got to talk about baseball for, like, I go and going on the sleeper in the bus sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, like, I know how many people are listening to this. Like, this is, yeah, this yeah. is a stage right now. And I, I don't really realize that it is, but it is. And I, I talk about it as the Yu Gi Oh! complex. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I loved the first season yeah, when I was a kid. Essentially, it's this dude. And then all of a sudden, when he plays this card game, for whatever reason, he becomes another <laughs> dude you know, who takes over and is way more confident and is like, okay, out of the game. He's someone else. And especially for pitching for me, I, I felt completely different. Like, I, didn't, I never really internalized the pressure of it. It, because it was just that's I was good. a different person all of a sudden. Yeah, I have, I have distinct memories of being mid windup, man on third, two outs. You know, two two pitch coming, leg kick up, going. Oh, it's Wednesday. South Park is new tonight. Like in the middle of the delivery, <laughs> Dude. you know, because I'm just so like that, I I know I'm going to execute this pitch or whatever. Like I know it's gonna. I'm gonna that's do that,
3: that's right? super good. That's actually really good. Like the the thing that I always I I cannot quote it enough. Whenever I'm coaching someone on baseball, is I, I, there's a quote from Bull Durham where uh, Kevin Costner's <laughs> where Kevin Costner's character goes up to Tim Robbins and he says, "Don't think you can only hurt the ball club," and and I'm like, that is the number one thing with baseball because as soon as you start thinking, you're done. You're done, and then that, and that's not even necessarily just with baseball. I've experienced it playing guitar on on stage. Mm. When I'm on stage, mm. if we start a song, and I start thinking about the song, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I am exactly. lost. Yeah. I have I'm the the song's over, and I'm gonna bomb it because yeah. you start, you just get in your own head. Emotions and I, suck. Yeah. Motions mess you up. Motions (laughs) are there.
2: Like initially, we needed the help. Now we're smart enough to know that we don't need the help, (laughs) and they just mess us up so so often. So the more that we can internalize them, how they're affecting us, hopefully the better we can block it out.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Once, if you're pitching and you start thinking, you start. I see some of the kids on my son's team. I could tell the kid was throwing, and I'm like, he's aiming now. Oh, yeah. He's not throwing. He's aiming. And he's yep. and he's all over the place. He can't figure it out, and it's because There's, he's thinking.
2: So, so I was I was a travel baseball coach for a second, uh for a year. Oh, that's
3: right. I remember that. Yeah,
2: and uh, I kind of fell into as a basketball coach. Parents loved like us coaching their kids, and they wanted us to coach their, uh, their travel baseball teams This is with a, a friend of mine that got me into coaching in the first place. And then about a month into coaching, he left. <laughs> I
4: was like, oh, all no. right, I guess I got this now. <laughs> you know,
2: I was really lucky to have a great set of dads that used to be the coaches, so they kind of did all the things I did not want to do and I just all I got to yeah. do is just focus on like game planning and, you know, really working in one on one with the kids. And I remember in a game, there's a there's a kid who who was pretty much like a rock pitching. He wasn't like very good, but he would throw strikes and he had a curveball, I guess, at age fourteen or thirteen. Uh and I uh, there was a there was a moment he had just walked a batter and then he got the two oh on the next guy and I was like, this is not right. So I go off into the, I go up to the mountain and you know, I love, I love mountain business. It's like the best thing ever. Best. I get to like, <laughs> I get to just ream the kid, you know? And I mean, ream him right. like really just mess around with him, right? Yeah. yeah. So I go, Isaac, like w- what's going on? Like, I know you're, are you hurt or something? Like you're not right. He goes, no, no, no. I'm like, well, what's going on? I said, I just need to concentrate. You just need to concentrate like yeah you just need to concentrate. hey jeremy this is, this is his best friend jeremy tell, tell him uh, concentrate hey isaac concentrate okay well, jeremy all right i'll concentrate <laughs> that was a mountain visit he goes off and strikes a guy out in three next pitches you know yeah <laughs> it's so funny like it's that kind it of like stuff it. it's like uh, you, you just gotta focus you gotta like be there in the zone be okay it, it's just it, like let it go the, don't like you, like isaac yeah, was the look. opposite of this where are saying don't think like he was very much of like Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I got a pitch. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then there's the overthink of, like, the aiming. I've seen – I've literally seen guys, like, grip the baseball look at it like you, like it's a gun doing looking down the sights and then pull <laughs> yep. it back. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why yep. would you – why would you ever do that?
5: Um, but, yeah, it's I- – uh, I love I love that you just said that about mound visits too though because I also I coached a little league team for a couple years too and it's like yeah, everyone you? everyone loves like you just love the mound visit you're walking out to mountain and you kind of <laughs> really pretend to be like yeah. and then of course also having been on the other side of it it may be not the case for a 10-year-old, but if like if I'm a teenager or like a college player and I'm see my coach walk up to Mount hat especially depending on what your relationship to your coaches have time, you're like, oh my god, what the fuck does this guy want? You know, like let yeah, me right, right, let right. me freaking And it's it's that is super interesting because I think when we talk about focus with, there's been a lot of studies done on this I think with basketball and free throw shooting especially is that your muscle memory and your proprioception actually does get messed up when you start to as you say think about it because like think about it can mean a million different things like sure. there's some people some people right. that get locked in by concentrating really hard and some people who have to kind of do the opposite of that and really mellow out and yeah. let everything let everything slide to get into that zone but the point is, is when you start thinking about the movements that your body is making which are like right. two too minute and happening too fast to really be able to control, you know, with your 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 sense of your limbs and your sense of yourself. That's when everything gets thrown out of whack, and you really do have to just kind of trust the repetition and and trust your practice. And that concludes this week's abc <laughs> <The> coaching <laughs> seminar. There go. we go. Focus, focus on the, focus yeah. on, the focus on the glove. Say, right. You're not focusing um, on the I, body. I, like I also did love, though, your answer to to why baseball and also why pitching too though because I think it's so it's it is natural. I can see some kids might have that like, oh, my God, no, like, you know, too much attention type thing. But I think it's so I remember having a very similar I was a catcher up until high school for, I think, similar for, I think, similar reasons, because it was sort of like, oh, like, I get to be involved in every single play. Hell yeah, like sign me up. But at the same time. One of the things that I also love about baseball that I think is unique about baseball and to pitching especially is that in no other sporting context, for the most part, unless you're like a center in basketball who goes up and bricks 15 free throws, there's nothing else in sports quite like the pitcher. Whereas where if you are on, everyone knows how good you are. And if you yeah. suck, everyone knows just how bad you are, because yeah. like even I I follow soccer i watch a decent amount of soccer but if i'm at a soccer game unless i'm like watching the left back the entire time they could be having the worst game of their entire sure. life and i would probably never know you don't have to know anything about baseball to show up and if the pitcher gets shelled you're like ooh, they're not they're bad they're not doing their job are they you know yeah
2: and it makes it really hard uh, when you actually know they're good but they just had bad results and then you have everybody yep, <laughs> explain
5: to someone like, like not." Like, no, <laughs> not
3: yeah I will say with mound visits a question that I desperately want to ask like every major league pitcher ever, oh, and maybe you know, knock on wood, one day we'll have a major league baseball pitcher yeah, on this podcast. Um, I want to ask, what's the dumbest m- mound visit you ever had? Oh,
2: we asked, we asked that a lot. Oh, really? really? I mean, the Jerry Blevins talking pitching answer is the best one. Oh, um, Worthing came out, and this is as funny. Like Blevins is like cruising. He's got like you know he's got maybe like one out left to go on the ninth. It's not even like a tough batter. He knows he knows the game plan, but they all know the game plan. No one's on base. Like Mortham, what are you doing out here? And he goes, Oh yeah, my wife said my butt was looking good today. Gotta to put it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> See that is the stuff That's
5: straight I, out of a movie. Like, I, I, it was
3: great. Like really. I love it. I love it. See that is that <laughs> is the stuff I want to hear Your that from look, every me, my pitcher. Butt looks good today. <laughs> That is what I want to hear from every pitcher. Because I always think of, to go back to Bull Durham, I always think of that scene where they have the mound visit and they're talking about what gifts they're getting for one of their yeah, teammates' exactly. wedding receptions. Absolutely. And I'm like, there has got to be mound visits oh. frequently where people are talking about the most inane, stupid stuff. And I want to hear it.
5: Wasn't there <laughs> Wasn't there a story recently about like Zach Reinke, like offering a fantasy football trade or something like that during a mound Yeah, oh, like I think so. He brought the catcher because
2: he's like, hey, I'm thinking about a
5: oh my god he would he's like in the middle
3: of pitching a game he's like hey hold on a second and he's just like oh i could totally see him doing that like just Absolutely. be in his mind elsewhere that's hilarious <laughs> Insane, um cranky. so i i'm curious being that you are very pitcher focused and a former pitcher yourself do you have a favorite pitch type to to watch
2: Ooh, oh that's a good question I don't think I do. I mean it's probably a slider just because I think that is mm-hmm. the most telling of of a certain pitch type. Like if they have a, a mediocre slider, it's like, oh man, like I hope he has something else. But if it's an amazing one, then it's just like, Well, all right, now all the doors are open. We just have oh, to yeah. figure out everything else now. You know, and yeah, rarely is it nasty. like that with a curveball or something. That's not really the tell pitch. These days it's just like, what's your slider look like for the most part? I mean, unless you're Aaron Nola, where it's change up curveball and, and fastball or yeah. something but uh yeah i would say generally like i'm waiting to see what the slider looks like every time
3: yeah i love i love a good slider especially like man a slider located down and away that just trails right off that can make hitters look so stupid if they can and that I, I love it
2: that it would work it doesn't it never oh. needs to be a strike literally
3: oh i know i know well because it looks like it looks like it's coming right in the strike zone and then just pew, right off. I and do, oh, I beautiful. do love
5: that. The dead zone slider to opposite yeah, handed hitters. It's, it's just like, I will you don't even know. It's one of those things where you can't even tell, like you most, like sometimes with, ones, yeah, yeah. Well, with the cur- like with a lot of pitches, sometimes at least me personally, when I watch, um a guy tried to swing and i'm like okay like i kind of see what they saw like i see how there was potentially an opportunity there and you know or yeah. that's not the pitch they thought it was but sometimes that that opposite handed slider to the dead zone like low and in you're just it's like just oh so you had no you never I had mean, like, any Chris chance Sale like no. to gary Sanchez. oh i, I remember that one oh. <laughs> you know i'll tell you the it's it's not i guess it's same-handed but i'll tell you the first time i knew Chris Sale was special. And I, some of my friends will, this is like my claim to baseball fame in 2010 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is I saw, I saw Chris Sale come up with the White Sox, you know, right after three months after getting drafted. And I was so excited. I was about 15. And I started to, I was like, this dude is the next Randy Johnson, you know. And of course, huh. I didn't know, I didn't know nothing. I yeah, was like, right, you know, right, right. I knew something, but I was, I was right about him. And I remember watching him throw a slider to Joe Maurer that wound up in like the right-handed batter's box and made Maurer twirl around. And this is 2010. This is like, you know, Joe Maurer hitting like 355. Right. you know? And so you see that and you're like, Oh, that is not this. This is, this is something special. And I think there's not too many sliders, a pitch where you kind of get that sense sometimes where you see if something, you see something like that and you're like, Oh, like this, you know, guy so, is, so Chris sale um, to me
2: has one of the most remarkable pitches I've seen, which is a 3 2 change up to Mike Trout in 2014 that was hit for a grand slam. And it was a, like the most perfect 3 2 pitch you can imagine from a lefty to a righty. And Mike Trout hits it for a grand slam. <laughs> and it's just it, it, to me, that's like the moment that solidified Mike Trout as the player of the day. Oh, yeah, you know,
3: I will oh. say I have grown to love. A good split change.
2: Oh, of course. Like oh,
3: yeah. I have. Oh, like that's a joy. That's why. I like
2: that okay. Way.
3: Like Kevin Gosman's split yeah, most change, like, a
2: pitch, but when it works, oh.
3: oh my god. Or like, uh, I mean, uh, Trevor Richards is one of the reasons I always loved Trevor Richards was because man, that changeup is gorgeous. Yeah, bad
2: human? as Familia throwing ninety-five mile per hour splitters. Yeah <sighs> cool. mm-hmm. at his peak man. was like the most fun <sighs> gift I would make all the time. Twenty fifteen Twenty fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Oh.
5: <laughs> And This is actually, you might actually be able to answer this question, Nick, because I was just talking, it's funny that you bring that up, Ben, I was talking to someone about talking about this with someone earlier, is I feel like people have been talking about split changes a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw someone post a thing of, like, I think uh, Hyunjin Ryu saying, like, oh, this doesn't like... Is he doing a split change now? It doesn't look... And it was just kind of like... But it was just a, a two-seam grip. No, I don't... I, and I, I, Ryu, there's like, no way he's doing like, it, because that change-up is yeah, so good. There's no way yeah, he's doing it. So do yeah, so do you think... I, are we seeing actually more split changes, or are we just kind of seeing people getting looks at people's grips, like, closer than we've ever seen before? I haven't, are, I haven't noticed personally I, anything. This is, like, about... totally anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, Maybe, yeah it's fine.
2: I personally like, haven't noticed anything about split changes. I was gonna say
3: a, like a split
2: change and like five different guys who are like developing. I mean, it's been it's been that way for like three, four years though. Mm-hmm. You know, they all of a sudden like, oh, maybe I'm gonna throw a split changer. So like Tyler Molly and Anthony Descafai. like in the mm-hmm. Reds, there was a moment of that, right? Like they could. You have yeah. Walker, maybe flirting with one. There was like Zach Wither maybe flirting with one. Mm-hmm. Evaldi. I uh, you know it it kind of shows up every so often. Um, but the problem with it is like. Unless you're really like selling out for it. You know, you got you got the grip before you throw. Um, Gaussman does this, like he knows like I'm gonna probably throw a splitter or not, you know, who knows? 50 (laughs) and like that's the game plan. Otherwise it's just not really going to work. And you see like Matt Shoemaker right now, who isn't quite getting back to that, you know. I only remember like Matt Shoemaker from like two thousand seventeen or so. He was famous for these patented like four start stretches. Yeah. That's when he would go two seamer splitter of 50 50, and the splitter was just filthy then. But it's just, you know, he keeps trying to fight and he can't quite get there. And, well, yeah. It just and also,
3: work. correct me if I'm wrong, but a split change in your traditional, like, say, a circle change, they move differently, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, like, the split change kind of cuts back uh Split change arms is, is vertical more. Side. So,
2: uh, and the right. two seam change acts like a two seamer, just
3: more aggressive. Right. Mm. Right, the the circle, yeah, the regular change, it just kind of it drops a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, if
2: you want to think like split change versus splitter, I uh, it's yeah. it's it they're pretty similar, honestly. Uh, I don't really see too much of a difference. In some ways, a splitter you're a little bit more off the ball. I think actually, no, I'm sorry, you're more like deep in the webbing of it, um, and then like a split change, you have more of your like your side of your thumb and your ring finger on it uh yeah it's it's you know like more independent with just a traditional splitter so that's why it's a little bit harder than the split change but i mean there really isn't too much of a difference i used to throw one it was fun it was a good time so my
5: hands weren't big enough it seems I, like I a hard
2: a throw. i just had my, my the ball between my fingers all day just get back that's just what yeah
3: um i want to i want to keep moving forward because i do want to be respectful of your time i don't want you to be stuck oh, up kind. all night um Um, but uh, there are a couple other baseball questions I want to ask before we kind of like pivot to the more random stuff. But I want to ask a three parter. Mm -hmm. How many many ballparks have you been to too few? Do you have a favorite among them? What is your favorite among them? And when you go to the ballpark, what is your, do you have something like you always got to get at the ballpark, whether it's like, I'm always a hot dog guy or something specific.
2: The first two are wasted for me because I've been to Old Yankee Stadium, New Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, City Field, and Coors Field. Okay. Did
5: you go to Fenway when you were up in... Like I, I, because I,
2: the thing is, with, with Fenway, I was playing baseball, so I didn't really have too many opportunities <sighs> yeah, in right. the spring. And then I would arrive when it's like September, and those things were always sold out and everything. Yeah. I, I sure, yeah. I didn't have the money to do that. That's valid. So I, I didn't, you know, I I never went to Fenway. Um, Coors Field was really nice. I mean, I think the prettiest one, honestly, I'm sorry, Yankee fans, but City Field's a fantastic field. Uh, fantastic stadium um and what i normally get is i think the most caloric uh budget (laughs) which is the chicken tenders and fries (laughs) uh is just like all right there you go i'm set i mean i i I generally do enjoy just getting like two hot dogs or whatever and calling it a day i put ketchup yes i do do not
3: at me please uh, oh, uh you you'll get nothing from me about ketchup on a hot dog. It's that monster in yeah, the other I'm square. Sorry, buddy,
5: but you know, do not I'm okay, okay with ketchup on. on hot dogs, just not on the Chicago dog.
3: We've we've brought up the Chicago dog a few times on this podcast it and how we, I can about it. you you're the one with the it problem with it. Um,
5: back in, in
2: Arizona, we went to a place I think that had a Chicago dogs, so just
3: good. gross yeah. hot dog salad. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.
5: <laughs> uh <laughs> crab dip like, okay. on french fries dude crab uh, dip on
3: french fries is delicious i don't know why you keep thinking that's a burn It's oh, but not.
5: like a pickle spear is too far though you'll put crab a dip on whole. french fries but a pickle spear is foreign yes monster a full okay. pickle spear and like, tomato wedge. i feel
2: like aaron paul <laughs> drinking his water right
3: now <laughs> dude, so yeah so i don't know if you've ever heard of it nick but in maryland especially in, at camden yards there's a place you can get waffle fries with crab dip on them and it's delicious I'm sure it is. It's I don't doubt it.
5: It I like crab dip and I like french fries. I'm sure they're fine, but it's just weird. No, it's weirder than tomato and pickle on a hot dog, I will say.
3: Is it? it? Okay. Okay. Um anyways, <laughs> Twitter poll. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? We'll about the We'll figure that out. Um anyways, continu- continuing. So I I am one thing I I am curious about baseball wise. So you're you're a big Yankees fan.
2: Well, um, I, I'm I'm a pitching fan. Okay. I, 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 my allegiance is Yankees, but really, like, I, I, you know, I root for Chris Sale against the Yankees. Sure,
3: know? sure. I get mm-hmm. that. Um, But mm-hmm. I guess so my question is where does the Yankees fandom come from? Because obviously in New York, oh, it could be this Yankees very, or Mets. i said this
2: many a time, but, you know, I was a uh, five year old. Five year old Nick wanted to be happy in life and chose the Yankees.
5: And I love five year olds. So honest and so simple. You know, and it was like, like that's they were really winning. winning. I was like, help, like, oh, yeah, okay, honestly. cool yeah and that's great i feel that i'm i'm down with that
3: <laughs> is there like, so is there like does your family into is uh, your my family dad into actually was
5: a met
2: fan he was i mean he tells me about him pacing in 86 and stuff hmm. um yeah. and i remember distinctly my really my sister at some point said she liked the yankees i was like all right yeah I like the yankees and <laughs> that, that's kind of my dad got me into baseball and stuff i have a distinct memory of him teaching me what the bases loaded were and I i, I just remember like a floppy disk and then the computer
5: screen that says loading like bases are loaded you know <laughs> oh my god man. yeah yeah so do you have any yankees or not any some of your favorite pitchers from the past any well i was very very fortunate are... to be able to interview
2: my childhood hero david Cohn. um i, I there is video somewhere of me modeling my windup on david Cohn. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> for me too the other guy was paul o'neill that i was i just lo- i loved paul o'neill so now they get them both in the booth like it's great <laughs>
5: No other so, Yankees existed.
3: It's funny, Zach. I'm curious. Did you have anyone you modeled your windup after?
5: Tim Linsicum, funnily enough. Oh man. Oh that my god. Big, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It was. It, you know. It was weird. It was. It. You know. It's. It was one of those things where it's like. I started out doing it at like, you know, age 12 or something or 13 in 2008, 2009, when he started going off. And it was just me doing a bad imitation. But that is actually like kind of where what wound, what ended up being my core windup throughout my playing career ended up being just kind of trying to imitate this little, this other, you know, Five foot eight dude (laughs) throwing ninety eight miles an hour. Speaking of, after all, the
3: guy that I, for whatever dumb reason, and I've said this, I've mentioned this once before on the podcast, but the guy that I modeled my wind up after was Esteban Esteban (laughs) Loiza. Oh my god! And I have no idea why. I just for whatever reason, White Sox legend Esteban. White Sox He had that one great year with
5: the White Sox. Um but for whatever reason one not so great year when he uh, you know
2: (laughs) i mean if you model after your dad you should have said that you model after jim palmer
3: after jim palmer i know yeah so fun fact uh for our listeners i've never mentioned this my dad's name is jim palmer it is not he is not that jim palmer and that confusion has happened many times and and you know
2: if if you're really smart you might be able to know ben palmer's reddit username is neb uh midge
3: Yes, um, which is Jim Ben backwards. Jim Ben. Back- so there's actually a long there's like <laughs> a long history with that username because when I was in oof I when I was like eleven or twelve, I was super cool and I used to play cards online. Um, Like, I would play Spades and uh, Canasta and, and stuff like that username, on, so on Yahoo. Well, my dad played it, too. So my dad and I shared an account, and we couldn't think of a username. So my dad was like, well, we're sharing the account, so how about Jim Ben backwards? And it became Nebidge <laughs> And that has been a username that I have used forever.
2: I think it's very endearing. I love yeah,
3: that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, still, and, I still and, love
5: to use it.
2: And Zach, you thought you knew everything about this man.
5: You don't. Oh, there's. That's why I'm here. I don't know what I said. There's, there's much that I'm sure I don't know. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm it's sure. Big mystery. Play three truths, two, tru- and two, two and truths and a lie. Sometime
3: It'll be fun. Um, anyways, so I, so because I want, I want to make sure we wrap up on time. I'm going to pivot to sort of the more random stuff. Sure. And we're going to start with the order of operations trifecta. We are going to ask you. Three different things. We're going to ask you the order in which you do those things. Okay. So, the very first thing when you get dressed, socks or pants first?
2: Uh, I'm a pants man.
3: That makes with sense. The majority. With the majority. That is in hey, line you know, with the majority.
2: So, well, I mean, when I'm getting dressed, I'm not necessarily always wearing socks. Like, I work at mm, home,
3: guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That is one thing I'm like, I, I don't wear, I know people who love to just wear socks at home, though.
2: I, I mean, I like, sometimes do, and my feet are get
3: cold and stuff. But, you know, I never. Whatever, I am sockless. And, as much I know what you're going to ask as next. As I, uh,
2: it, I put the water on the toothbrush first for the toothpaste.
3: That's the last one.
2: Well,
5: I'm telling you, that's that's. What okay, that one water. Is. All right. Well,
3: then <laughs> Zach will ask you the third one that makes it a trifecta.
5: Okay, the trifecta comes from the uh, if you if you eat cereal and if oh, you – uh, yeah okay, yeah, look, yeah. Well,
2: I know Dave Seely. Okay? Yes. I know <laughs> Dixie Lee puts the milk in
5: first. Right. Right.
2: And I understand his reasoning. And actually, I'm gonna right. kind of side with him. When I eat cereal, I do a little bit of cereal and a little bit of milk, and then constantly and then like constantly add to it. So it's
4: whoa, whoa, So
2: I what I'm saying is I want to ensure he the reasoning he does it is because he wants the cereal to be constantly good and crispy and feel like it's a fresh bowl every time. Right. Right. I right. the way I'm doing it is essentially, I mean, it's the same thing that really he's doing is he's more milk than cereal so that he keeps adding more cereal to it and then constantly getting fresh bites each time. That's essentially what I do. I don't I don't do a full bowl. I do a small bowl and then just kind of go in the same same idea. So I'm like, I'm kind of on that Jake Steely train a bit.
5: So here's my problem my problem with that logic that just occurred cuz we've heard this several times though is that you can really achieve the same effect though if you just kind of pour the milk like you have the cereal in the bowl if you just kind of carefully like pour the milk on, on the side most of the cereal there is not going to get wet no no like, no, no you're gonna, okay like, something
2: know. of a normal bowl you have a full bowl of cereal and got some captain crunch because that's delicious despite the roof of my mouth being in pain later sure, and you, you have a full bowl well you got to pour in the full milk to do it right if you pour in a little bit of milk it's only on the bottom we are not going to go and get that that's annoying
5: well you can like, still pour in like a regular amount of milk though just like you don't yeah but then if you get regular you amount douse- of milk by the
2: final bites then it's all soggy and stuff like, this is the whole idea here. I, Hi, I, I understand Crunch. Jake completely. Captain Crunch never okay? gets soggy.
5: That's not true <laughs> That's
2: whatsoever.
5: You've how long does enough. it take you to eat a bowl of Captain Crunch?
2: I mean, I'm very quick because it's delicious,
3: but still, you know, you got to do this right. You
2: know, you that is everybody. that
3: is the closest we've had to hmm. someone agreeing with Jake. Yeah. I think.
2: I'm, I'm going to have to sit on if that. I'm going to do- have to sit on that. If I'm, I'm like, uh, I have a full bowl I'm of cereal, and I'm only going to get one chance. Yes, you put it in the cereal, then the milk. Duh. We all know this. We all know this. Jake had a different (laughs) approach of understanding of how to eat the cereal, which I agree with. So,
3: we're gonna let that sit for a second. (laughs) Think about that.
5: (laughs) Think about. What it's you know done. the logic the logic hits but it just feels wrong. What can I say? <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. It's okay. We'll get there
3: one day. Maybe one day we'll be enlightened like <laughs> um, <laughs> you. Texting um, Jake right after. Yeah, this go I Finally got his
5: honor. <laughs> Tell him to get ready for the supercut. We're gonna that I'm I was gonna say get ready for so our best <laughs> of episode. We only we re- really got wrong.
3: <laughs> we only really got an hour with him, and there's so much more I wanted to talk with him about. I know so I, I felt kind of bad on that I gave like, you no 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 no
2: pitchcon for that reason but uh
3: it's fine no he he's he is a delight i and i would love to have him back on for more but anyways go ahead zach
5: uh so i know this one's gonna get get bent up all in in a fit uh yeah so
3: (laughs) we won't even i won't
5: even i'm not not.
3: gonna that's bait i'm not not taking it
5: (laughs) (laughs) do you nick pollock have any favorite or least favorite baseball movies well, I think my
2: favorite movie is Trouble with the Curve, and uh, <laughs> you keep baiting me. I'm
3: not gonna do it. I'm well, okay, I meant what it. I said
2: about Last Jedi. I did not at all about at all about Trouble with the Curve. You're not I flawless. Do think, and, like, and I mentioned I it earlier. I do think that Bull Durham is overrated because I I just saw this movie in the past year for the first time, and uh, during quarantine. I didn't realize, I I was going into it thinking like, this is a true baseball film. Everyone's like, baseball, this is the best baseball Mm. film. Mm. And I do understand they have those really good moments on the mound, as you mentioned. And there's a lot of this kind of like, this is what it's like inside the game bits, yes. But it feels like it's second fiddle to the real story, which is like, are the characters going to have sex with Susan Sarandon or not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's about so much more than that. And that's, no, but that's really like the story of the film. And it's annoying and like i was like what that's i don't want that to be this film i thought this was just going to be like why it, it, is that it, the thing about this i really so, want to just focus only on the relationship between tim robbins and again if Costa, you man.
3: if you if you want to, uh, so i've quoted chris towers before on this podcast but one of the things he said that always stuck with me is the best baseball movies aren't about baseball yeah sugar and big, yes and so, that, yeah. yes, we've talked. Yes, it's just like sugar. so
5: over. Oh my god! No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. sugar, great, right, we yeah. get it.
3: <laughs> but the thing with Bull Durham, to me, Bull Durham is a movie about insecurity. Like it's it's about it's about people who have feel like they have to put on an act, uh, for the rest of the world, and why it's so important to drop that act because that's that's what Susan Sarandon's character is. She's incredibly insecure with herself and to deal with that insecurity and to kind of fill this, this void in her life, she uh, she finds these baseball players and she shows off how thoughtful and intelligent so, well-read she is.
2: So here's the thing I want to mention about this. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with what you're saying. I think that's actually – Bull Durham on its own no, – like it's a good movie. It is. I – to me, I want I wanted a baseball movie. I wanted really like mm. I thought this was going to be like baseball, you know. I got you. And okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, and I, I'm not necessarily I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying at all about it. That's just not what I wanted. I wanted to like give me that like real like I love baseball and like I'm getting all of my fill here with it. And I felt like I. Did that's it. what Moneyball's for, and well, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Moneyball's the best. Moneyball is I the love pure. It. Just going back to another food analogy, that is the pure candy of 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 the the baseball films. It's, it's just amazing. Oh yeah. Oh god, we, it's we, so we, good.
5: we had such a. I think our conversation with DJ last week about this went along pretty similar lines. He said, "Was it about Bull Durham where he said that he thought it was manipulative?" which was like, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I had a very, my thoughts are really, really similar as far as like what constitute a baseball movie. I think personally the perfect medium in spite of, I said this, the exact same thing last week, in spite of how some of it has not aged very well in some ways, like major league is the major sweet league. spot is really yeah. the sweet spot between like a, a movie that's about other things, but is really a baseball movie at core. And that's the thing about bull Durham and uh field of dreams is another big one for me that like i'm really not a fan of because it feels like it's like it's i don't know i always had difficulty seeing everyone's like oh it's a baseball movie you know you should love this right but i always kind of saw it as like kind of a dumb it's a film that romantic has drama involved, you, know? you know exactly and i didn't I, think it was yeah. just never thought well, it was super super compelling well, a league but of, their own is another, of their own is another a league of their own is another good one you. that's very I'm
2: glad we've talked about this you know Zach
5: Zach understands. (laughs) I guess we could get a league of their See, I haven't watched a league of their own recently enough to like put that in conversation necessarily Mm -hmm. enough. But I think I don't know. That story also kind of deviates from your standard baseball fair enough from it to be kind of almost in a league of its own. Oh, hey good. Good. well hey wow. we can all just agree that, Sugar's, that sugar is sugar is great <laughs> and
3: everyone should watch it <laughs> yeah it really is uh true. we've mentioned sugar like five times yeah. on this podcast like if you f- haven't f- watched f- it f- yet watch it already you film. haven't seen it yet have you zach
5: i have not no it's see like see an it. hour of it randomly it,
2: it was on hbo when i was just at home hmm. like once so and i was like what this is
5: great
3: brilliant film um yeah anyways um so I already know. I we, we asked this to everybody and I already know uh the answer for you, oh God, but I'm up. gonna ask it Yeah. Wow. You ever seen a ghost or anything in your life that you couldn't explain? <laughs> I have a follow-up because I know what you're gonna say, but <laughs> no. We legit got a real ghost story last it week. So it was so good.
5: It was so good. CJ
3: gave us a that. legit real ghost story.
2: I had a moment so, I had a moment two days ago when I you know, I had my pants. Like, there's a pair of jeans that sometimes, like, when you wear jeans, you don't want to, like... It's not like you wear them once and you put them in the laundry sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, a couple of days, whatever, we're going to wear these jeans again. So I had it on the floor, and I woke up, and they were wet. And I was like, how... Like, inside the pant leg was wet. And, like, how were yeah. these wet? There's literally no... Like, going through everything, like, no, they weren't. They were dry. I, I, like, a full-on detective story. And then I realized that it had rained, And the new AC unit I installed, it was dripping in a way that I could not see it, but it led straight to the pant leg. That's anyway, great. It felt like a ghost moment, but then I realized, oh yeah, of course, there's no ghosts So that's that's
5: fine.
3: That's fine. Um, what a wonderful
5: I, story, Nick. I know. Thank you. We just gotta so, start chalking more stuff up to ghosts, though. Like if you would just not investigate <laughs> it, honestly, would have been a great story. <laughs>
3: it's like a yeah,
5: ghost story. pissed in my pants last night. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> <laughs> just leave it, it was, there. Okay, I wasn't gonna was go, go that far. Ghost. but You know, it's
3: fine, dude. The I DJ story was great, and um, we've had a we've had a handful of like really good ghost stories mm. that were fun, um, but. I want to follow this up with a question I thought of that I want to start asking now. Yeah, have you ever almost died? You ever had a near-death experience?
5: Zach thinks it's hilarious. No, I just looked up and saw that on the notes for the very first time. It's just I thought hit. of
3: it today, and I was like, I want to ask this question to more people. You ever had a near-death experience?
2: I feel like I have. Um, like I, I remember being in, in like Paris or something like that, and I'm so used to New York where you're on the curb, but you like, you just take a step off the curb. Yeah. You know, and I remember once stepping off the curb as we we're about to like go to like my, I think my sister, like pulling me back as like a bus, like went right after, you know, Oh something man. along those lines, I uh, that, that I comes to mind right away. Um, I mean, otherwise not really, I haven't, you know, really put myself in that situation a lot. There, there has been like maybe one or two like hairy moments in my life, I uh, where I'm you know very fortunate and like you know it, it, it wound out okay and everything like that. I yeah. did not really feel like my life was truly threatened in those. I uh, but yeah, I mean not not really. It's not like you know I'm fine. Everything is okay. I, I'm still. <laughs> I, I like to believe every so often in quantum immortality, uh, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Was essentially the idea that there are infinite universes and in in one of those your spirit always lives or like your instance of where yeah. you are living is the one that you always experience whenever you have a life or death situation uh so I'm yeah. I mean, in the timeline where you know I've avoided them, but I'm kind of thinking like oh yeah, I haven't had many forks up to now is what I'm trying to get at
3: yeah yeah, I got gotcha. you I got gotcha. you hmm. no it's that's, okay that's it's, it's a fa- <laughs> it's a fascinating theory uh i mean there's no it's just it's you know it's like whatever, dude. I speaking of quantum stuff. Like when you get on that level, when you get to the like super, super, super micro level,
2: yeah, we're past the electron are, clouds and stuff. Things sure. are
3: so freaking wild.
2: Well, I mean, like the, it's 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 we're in this weird moment of if you think about it, just like the life, universe, and everything. We are in the middle, you know. We're like we're trying to figure out what's up there, what's out and away from us. We're like don't really know. And then we're trying to go the other direction too and we it keeps going and in both directions it's like like what like we don't (laughs) we're extending our hands out in both directions and like that's weird and that's weird At least we're here and we understand this, and that's kind of cool.
4: And we're just
2: yeah, yeah, mess up your mind a bit. We're
3: on a rock floating in infinity. (laughs) We
2: have no walls on other sides. Like we don't, we haven't reached those walls, and we don't know.
3: Dude, the thing, one of the things that blew my mind was like when you, so when you look at a reflection, your reflection uh, on a window, for example. Yeah. The reason that reflection happens is because there are, are particles that go through the glass and there are particles that are reflected back off of the glass and the ones that are reflected off are what you see as your reflection we do not know how to predict what particles reflect off the glass it is not predictable like at all which is crazy like it just it's just it's just random it's weird you'll get quant like particles on the quantum level that will that have different paths they can travel and they only choose a path when they're observed. I've
4: right. Well, I mean
2: yes. it's well it's because they they're, it's, they're in a superposition of being yeah. both simultaneously so once we have an observation they have a defined yeah. one. But yeah, it's it's wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, science. I mean it, 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 in some World's for some crazy. people I think this is like an existential crisis for me I think it's comforting yeah like oh absolutely you know that it's just we have we make these assumptions about our live lives that once we actually start looking at it we realize how little we know which means like oh those assumptions are probably huh. terrible and wrong. <laughs> yeah and correct so, in the so. ultimate
5: like meaninglessness of all of our human design structures so let, let's,
2: let's let's talk about slider usage <laughs> from
3: last night huh <laughs> anyways uh
5: <laughs> dude do- I could I could talk about like the meaning of life and stuff for <laughs> god forever. Um but anyways, quantum physics. Yeah, we got to get moving. So um <laughs> Yeah. Uh if you had a superpower, what would it be? Slash okay. what would you pick?
2: Yeah, okay. So I Lucky. would I uh, I would get the ability to know or not know anything I wanted.
3: Mm. Omnipotence.
2: Or well, not, no I mean, yeah, no
3: selective it, omnipotence
2: selectively huh. and to not huh. know or not know and both are it's very important to have
3: both abilities
5: but would you think because about if, the things you would want to know
2: well if i didn't want to know it then i can elect not to know it
3: right like i don't want to know the answer to this question i don't want to know right. what's going to happen here i could, I could a...
2: re-experience oh. my favorite things I could uh, oh, you know like okay, listening yeah, to your favorite saying, album yeah. for the first time again.
4: Mm, okay. um, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 no. Or know, you know playing Breath of the Wild again. I want to exp- I want to do that. Uh but that, also there are a lot of things that's... that we spend a lot of our time trying to know and learn and gain knowledge that I could spend towards other things then, you know. Uh,
3: that is a great Answer. I love that answer. Hmm. That's fun. A couple, I like that. Some really good ones and on that question. And the best
2: best part of it is that there's nothing like abnormal about me that is
3: apparent. Right. You know. Right. It's a secret superpower.
2: Yeah. It's not even like if I'm flying, then they have to see me fly or
5: something. <laughs> That's know? great. You Get caught in the act, like.
3: Huh, Until yeah, you ask I like someone that a lot.
5: Like, how their dinner was last night and they're like, yeah, it was good. Wait, how'd you know? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You're lying. Um,
3: so a couple questions I want to ask before we get to the final thing, the full count. Um, what is an important lesson or the most important lesson that you've learned about writing?
2: Oh, man. Um, specifically writing, not like baseball.
3: So well, I'd like to kind of double question on this. What is an, an important lesson you've learned about writing, and what's an important lesson you've learned about baseball analysis? You can go for sure. both or okay. either one. So,
2: so with writing, it's it bothers me every single time. Like I was just watching the boys, and there was a scene where the deep is looking at like the blank page, like uh, deeper the memoir, and then it's like a it's like a blinking cursor, and yeah. that bothers yeah. me. Because what you should be doing in your writing is you're literally writing the thing you want to write. It doesn't matter the mm. order of it. It doesn't matter the intro, the outro, whatever. Whatever the thing is that you know that you have, like, in your head now, just write that. Just write that thing. And then, like, everything else will fall into place. But just start that process writing the thing you know. Yeah. Um, so, when I do the roundup and stuff, uh, I find myself, like, okay. Like, to get started, I'm just like, which ones can I knock out easily, quickly? And just get myself going in that flow. So that's uh, that's I'd say the biggest thing that I learned about writing that I wish I knew when I was younger, (laughs) because my god, that's a good one. You know, like so many essays, I I started too late. Just yeah, uh,
3: just get started, and you can figure out the order later. You don't don't have to go beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, just just
2: write the thing that you know you want to write.
3: That's great advice. What was Mm -hmm. the second part? I was saying, uh, what's an important lesson you've learned about baseball analysis?
2: Um, is that you have to be humble and show humility, like over the top, let other people tell you that you are right. As opposed to letting people tell you you're wrong. Like just yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't have an ego. Like it's fun. Make it fun. Make it. I, you know, say the things that you believe in and whatever, and that's cool, but like, don't say, like, this is right. I, it has to be this. Dude, I know this, blah, blah, blah. You know, there
3: just, are a lot of people in the fantasy baseball industry that could learn, could use to learn that lesson. Like, it's just, it's, I, I can't, I cannot say it enough. We are playing fake baseball. Yeah. And it is not, dumb. have and fun. Actually, I want to give them
2: all the time. I want to take yeah. them all the time, but I, I remember actually, it's in fun. Games, yeah. Like, I remember watching a game. Sandy Alcantara is, like, cruising through five innings. And all I wanted to do as a tweet was, like, "Is just Sandy Alcantara, period. And then literally, like, I said, you know what, Nick? Don't do this. Just don't do that tweet. Five minutes later, he allows, like, two home runs or something. You know? And it's just, see? Just don't do it. Just don't take the victory laps. People will tell you about your victory (laughs) laps. Don't
5: take them yourself. So I just want to ask one thing on top of that, because I totally agree with you about, like, victory laps and just, like, don't be don't be a dick in general and come off that way. But also, like, a large part of the fun of this at the same time is the challenge of, like, looking at this data and trying to have some kind of predictive analysis where you can say, right. like, I enjoy the challenge. I think this guy is going to be good for this sure. reason or that reason or that reason. So how would you about would you say like just celebrating your successes but just, like just in that you healthy just way go off you know? and do like, it if
2: you if you are successful people will celebrate listening to you yeah I'm telling you that you know
3: that's so that's something that i've also had to so the, the,
2: the, they'll keep reading and listening and like you know going to your stuff yeah that's the that's the they, obvious yes. answer yeah. of like you that's your celebration you know <laughs> they're gonna come they back.
3: they will they will tell you because yeah. that's something that so like last week I decided I would start using the method that I outlined in a streaming picture article to start uh, tweeting out a guy. I think you should stream today. Mm -hmm. And it worked really well for the first guy. And I was like, Oh, all right, I'll try for the next guy. And it worked really well again. And it worked like really well for like, I don't know, five days in a row. And part of me was kind of like, part of me wanted to be like, you know, tally him up and be like, yeah, look (laughs) how good, look how well I did. And I was like, no, don't, don't do that. There is no reason to do that because the next guy you pick, you're gonna bomb. Right. And and instead, I then had like three or four different people on Twitter say, "Hey, these are really great. Can you? you who do you think you should? I should start tomorrow." And like you said, they they will find you if you're doing right. well. They'll find you, and there is no because you start touting your success. That's an ego trip. That is all that is, is it's an ego trip for yourself and they, that benefits nobody.
2: Yep, and, uh, and by the way, you're talking about doing a streaming record and making that public, uh, that's that's what I yeah. do, by the way. I know,
3: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and,
2: uh, but I mean, it, it started, I didn't want to. I literally didn't want to. I, I was doing it and doing these stream picks, and I'm like, oh man, keep track of these. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. I guess I am and I had no idea how it would go.
3: No, it was I think I think having a record and and like holding yourself accountable and being like, hey, sometimes I screw up. I think that's fine. It was more for me the the yeah, my right, right, ego right, right, wanted to be like, right. hey man, you just nailed five in a row. I mean, Let everyone know. The
2: streaming record is the funniest no. thing to me though because yeah. I'm I'm amazed at how well it's doing now and it shouldn't and they like <laughs> I, like in previous seasons, I'm trying to think of like how the streaming records have gone. Last year, I was above 500. And after and like, it was it was an atrocity the first two weeks because of like, oh, my God, how many <laughs> innings are they going to go? Uh, and then, right. Like 2018 was fine. 2019, it was amazing. <laughs> and then I had a rough start this year. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, it just just guys weren't getting <laughs> picked up. <laughs> And like, oh, they have good matchups. And like, that's all it is. Yeah. All streaming is like, hey, who has the best matchup today?
3: That is all like, that's that's what I that said in suck. that <laughs> in that streaming pitchers article. I was that's like all it is. look at look at once once WOBA stabilizes, which is around game seventy, so we're not quite there yet. Once team WOBA stabilizes, who's got the worst team WOBA? Then take a look at their fifteen day rolling average to see kind of who's hot and who's not. And then there you go pick the guy who's playing against the bad team and that's it but anyways it's weird i want to push forward to the full count so we can finish this out real quick uh the full count in which we are going to ask you for a recommendation in each of five categories the very first category is books what is a book that you would recommend and i always tell people the first thing that pops in your head no matter how obscure or obvious it might be
2: how to win friends and influence people every single person on earth should read this book
3: You know, I've heard of the book and I've heard people recommend it. it. I haven't read it. I have not. It's on my list. It's on my list of books I need to read.
2: You gotta understand this is a very obvious book. You're gonna read this book and go, oh yeah, duh. Like, when you're in a room, smile. Like, when you enter a room, smile. And like, oh, yeah, there, he talks about like a, a doctor's office. Everyone is upset and stuff. All of a sudden there's a baby there. He starts smiling and everyone starts smiling. And now, yeah. Yeah, everyone is now feeling great. Okay. When you talk to people um, for negotiation, negotiate in their favor. Like, yeah. just don't talk about it yourself. Your, everything, it's essentially it was removing the word I from your vernacular as much as possible. Talk about the other person and and genuinely have interest in it because if you talk about their benefits how they would benefit from this thing then you'll benefit too right and yeah. showcase that you're yeah. not just it's not me versus you it's like hey let's like together we can figure this out or i uh, you know when giving be very careful when lashing out essentially in many situations especially as a le- as any sort of leader it's better to sympathize and to and move forward than it is you know lashing out essentially like the same ego trip of yeah i'm better than you you know and you failed like abraham lincoln writing a scathing letter to a general that lost an important fort in the civil war throwing that in the fire and writing a second one that's about okay okay i understand this happened we need you over here so on so forth right i there's so many little things in that book that i cannot express just need reminders for everybody yeah. And if you can just remember one of these and you'll find yourself in these situations that you think, oh, right. Okay, just, just do that thing and you'll be happier. As you, It should. is it is definitely on my readable. list.
3: I, I definitely plan on reading what's, it what's soon. What's the first
2: thing on the list right now?
3: Well, I'm currently reading a book about adult <laughs> attachment theory that is blowing Put my it mind down. right now. How do
2: i <laughs> people? I'll get there. I'll
3: get there. I promise.
5: It was written in the 1930s. I was going to say. Like, it's it's an still older... incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. in some ways yeah society changes and stays the same lots of things are still just as applicable now as they were in 1930 whatever zach have you read as... it i have not no zach i'm like <laughs> read the it's, book. On a sh- it's on a shelf somewhere in this house but yeah I'll, read it I'll i'm serious check it I, I really read. know i'm i do i'm really trying to try like every recommendation at some point that our guests give to us i have a very very long list you, that you like, will you will through. finish this it in like will... six hours yeah hmm. <laughs> it's that short okay bet 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 so um recommendation number two then is food can be like ingredient restaurant dish whatever makes your taste buds go ooh my favorite or like a recommendation recommend either or yes I, I guess it's, it's what, kind of whatever huh?
3: a food you would recommend to other people like we say can be a restaurant I, I like it can be a meal yeah. it can be anything
2: man um if you ever come to parksville brooklyn just go to aldila that is the best italian place it's just it's it's a Ooh. wonderful place just go to aldila there you go uh,
3: i love some good italian it's amazing i would love that maybe at the picture list meetup
2: <laughs> july 24th come on by yeah we'll, buddy we'll yeah some place. buddy Fine. yeah
3: all right next category is movies and or tv
2: okay so the best season of television i've ever seen is mr robot season four watch mr robot and I understand season two. There's a moment that there's a small valley, in like episode two, maybe three or four. If you just I understand that one, but it makes sense. Just go through it. It that's the most like human show. It's so, oh, it's so good. Watch that.
3: I've I've um, heard it's incredible. I intend it, on it really, watching it. Really,
2: really is. A uh, film. Um, I don't really have like that sleeper film, honestly.
3: It doesn't have to be honestly. What I've what I've said with this is like, if you want to be like, man, you really gotta go see Citizen Kane. Great, tell me why you love it. Like, it doesn't have to be anything obscure. Yeah, I mean,
2: the prestige to me is just is a screenplay of like, I can never make this. It's so stupidly clever and well done and executed that like, I just love that film.
3: It's a blast. Plus, David Bowie.
2: David Bowie's in that Christian uh, Bale, Christopher Nolan, Michael
5: Caine, Christopher Nolan from like two thousand two. Up through the Dark Knight or up through like Inception. Exactly. Yeah, like when Dunkirk happened, I was like, Ahhh. He had a run. He really did have a run. I yeah, still I firmly
3: believe Christopher movie. Nolan has not made a bad movie. He has made movies that yeah, are I- I good,
5: that. not great. He's yeah, made yeah, good movies. I've enjoyed Never all his Never made a bad film. movie. Yep. In my I'd opinion. I have to look at the list, but like, I can't believe I mean, that not the top is kind of my head. So Dark
3: Knight Rises is his worst. I still didn't think it was bad. I thought it was. It's because they filmed in
5: Pittsburgh instead of Chicago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, go uh recommendation number four for the full count is music oh i mean all right Uh, (laughs) i i'm gonna do some i've always
2: talked about Vola. i've talked about pineapple Mm -hmm. thief and Mm -hmm. porcupine tree and devin townsend there is an album that i think is just vastly underrated and there's two if you want more on the progressive metal side it's chaos bay's vasilisa came out in 2015 i consider it like a masterpiece of an album i just think it's exactly my pop tendencies and songwriting and like heaviness but there is this one album that no one knows of that i think is just a brilliantly made rock album and it's army of anyone it's this it's a filter singer and the de leo brothers of stone temple pilots it's just such oh, a good album
4: huh so
2: interesting
3: yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know the album. So that's, many, I have
2: so many random recommendations. I mean, listen those to are Bold, great. please just do that too.
5: It's like the most random super group I've ever seen. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no knows what happened.
2: it happened like in 2004 or something. It's just such yeah. a good album. That's interesting.
3: I'll, I'll have to check that out. Um last category is miscellaneous. Anything from your life that you would recommend. This can be a practice, wow. a gadget, a location, a person a anything literally anything from your life that you would recommend to other people and like with all of these the first thing that pops in your head that's the one i want to hear
2: take more personal inventory
3: yeah it's great Uh, tell me more about it
2: i mean more of just you know having those conversations constantly about what do you want what what are you able to achieve why are you not able to achieve it ask those questions constantly you know, it's it's very easy for us to get you know, wrapped into something and think like we don't have options. And the more that we can kind of, you know, recognize, like, if I don't do this, what would happen? You know, really come down and say, look, like, what do I want to achieve? What can I do? What are the things available to us? And ask those questions because we I think we avoid it a lot. And I've had so many conversations with people where they just have not thought about it. And to me, it's just like, how can you, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Just sit down yeah. and think about it. Just just really go through all the things that are available to you and really understand that whatever position you're in now, whatever you're doing, that's not necessarily what you have to be doing. You know, you can just get up and go. That's uh, that's often an opportunity to, I mean, obviously everyone's situation is different. And I have, I'm very privileged with my life to be able to say like, oh, hey, I don't have so much burden and all that kind of stuff, but really, really understand like, what do you want to do? Uh, And I think we all, you know, don't give ourselves enough credit about our capabilities and how we can overcome things that are in the way.
3: That's, that's great. That's really great advice. I am a huge, huge believer in thought inquiry. Like, like asking yourself questions about, about your thoughts. And I think that's kind of similar to like taking a personal inventory to the things that you kind of take for granted. I have this thought, then you sit down and there's this great author. Her name's Byron Katie. She has this book called the work and uh, she, well, that's not the name of the book, but she has a thing called the work where she says, you ask four questions about just about every single thought. Is this thought true? Do I absolutely know it's true? How does this thought make me feel if it is true? And how do I feel without the thought? Sure. And dude, that will change yeah. your perspective on things. Cause you you think like, you know, I'll sit there and I'll be I'll be mad at my my dog. My my dog has to go to the bathroom. It's raining outside. And I'm and I'm angry that she's, you know, she has to go. And I sit there and say, what is this thought that I'm having? My dog shouldn't have to go to the bathroom. Is that true? No. <laughs> That's yeah, right, stupid. Right. Of course not. <laughs> Immediately, it just—it's as as soon as you start asking some of these questions, some of these thoughts seem absurd.
2: It can be be boiled down to one that I do often, which is, "Why am I feeling this emotion?" Yeah, I have this emotion. Why am I feeling it? Is Mm -hmm. it justified?
3: Yeah, you know? like, that's the same exactly kind of where
2: thing. You're hitting the nail, on, yeah, exactly. Like- it's
3: it's so important to ask to ask those questions because then even if you even if you have a thought where you're like, yeah, I think that's true, then you kind of like take the thought away and you say, well, how do you feel without that? And you're like, right. oh, I don't know, I feel better.
5: Yeah, I like that you framed that in the language of possibility too, though, about what is surrounding us at any given time and what are given options as far as acting in any given scenario are. I think there's not a lot in just like our lives and our society and our nation and our world in general, it's kind of a lack of self confrontation in some senses. And I, I don't mean mm-hmm. confrontation in mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. real upfront, like when you hear confrontation, you think like something that's really like aggressive and it's like, almost, almost right. violent, but it's like an object that
2: wants to stay at rest.
5: Yeah, exactly. But there needs just it's more in terms of confronting the self in terms of saying like what I am, taking for granted right now what i'm assuming as far as my options or my circumstances or it could really be about anything i'm speaking in incredible vagaries right now no no, you're is like is 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 that true like is that what it is what i'm thinking what are the assumptions that i'm making that right, could absolutely. be can be broken down and how are they assumptions and how and that then does open up an entire new world of possibilities as far as like seeing life and moving through the world you know,
2: you know think of it this way with like with pictureless bringing it back to this here i uh, <laughs> making a GIF. that's a hard thing to do i didn't know how to make a GIF. i was like okay i'm sure there is a possibility for this i'm not going to just like because i don't know how to make a GIF. i'm not going to not do it i'm going to I'll figure that out. We'll find this out. We'll do this. Cool. Oh, internet has a thing called Patreon. Oh, you know what? There maybe I can make some money with that. How'd I do that? I go through this. Okay, I'm gonna try this opportunity. Oh, uh, doing a podcast. How to I, I don't know, like all these things we don't know. We had to learn it on the fly, but without exploring it of like what I wanted to do and do those things, like I just thought those things were unachievable. And it's you just gotta kind of open the idea of like, no, that's a thing like there's going there's a way to do that thing like that's a possibility and i want to i want to try and figure that out and what do you know like look at this we're on a podcast right now on a yeah. <laughs> podcast network you exactly know? and it's like you gotta you gotta is. understand the the you know it, it, in some ways it's ambition but it's really just take yeah, personal inventory you know it, it, you gotta do it it's being able it. to
3: Sit with your thoughts is very important. There's, uh, I don't know who said it, but somebody said every war in the world is caused because nobody wants to sit emotion. alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes.
2: Communication and emotion. Absolutely. And it, Oh. Ah.
5: <laughs> yeah. People are the worst and the best. They are. The worst. They are. It, oh. I love people feels... I hate people. I think it to myself every single day.
3: Oh and God. that is a perfect way to put a pin in this. So we ran a little... <laughs> A little over, and I apologize for that. But Nick, I want to thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Oh, you are—it it has been really, really fun working at PitcherList for the past four, five years now. Five years, Ben. Five years now, um, and I again, when I first started Pitcher List, I never thought that it would go this long i thought it'd be a little sure, freelance yeah. thing that i would kind of do and then kind of stop just like i did all these others but instead i have found a great group of friends uh who i work with here at pitcher List. i get to do this podcast yeah, family, i get to man. write about baseball it's a family yeah. and and you are the the orchestrator of all of this it's and, very weird. and it's I, weird. I i'm sure it it's is very weird and 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 chiefly more most importantly you're a great person and a great friend and i'm really happy that you're able to be on here and that we're able to just sit and chat for a little bit because things get so crazy that we we don't get to do that as much as we used to really don't um but anyways thank you for being here on the podcast it's been it's been a lot of fun well thank you ben i I mean you know right back at you with all that stuff of course yeah Uh, yeah
2: yeah fantastic you know seeing your growth too uh then I went in the same and outside it really um yeah.